0: I'm done. I'm I am Dan. This is episode 133. Jesse's back. Hi,
1: Jesse. What's up,
2: Dan? What were you doing hey, last guys. week? Dude? I was doing nothing. I just didn't want to hang out with you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just like, to screw this shit, man. I'm just taking a yeah, like,
2: Man, I'm going to go out and party for a week or do something like I'm supposed to when I'm in college, you know, instead of hanging <laughs> out here.
0: Instead of hanging out with a bunch of older guys on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So. Nah. No. 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 I was at. So I'm. I'm part of this RC club at at college where we completely design and build an RC car, and our our yearly competition was last weekend. So. That is where I was. Did all you win? last weekend? Man, that's a that's a tough question. I feel like
3: we won, <laughs> but. The <laughs> but the judges didn't. I (laughs) thought he was gonna say Justin. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. It's like T-ball, dude. Everybody gets a first
0: place.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, what did? So we we did great. We got second place on the like our innovation and design and oral presentation. But during the qualifying runs, we actually had a U-joint fail on the car, and we made the drive shafts out of forty-one forty steel, and we did not have the tools to drill through that and pin the drive shaft to the U-joint. Um, on the fly.
1: Uh, so,
2: oh, dude. could not get the car completely running. Uh, we did get a lot of bonus points for innovation. I'd been talking to Justin over the last couple of weeks, and this is kind of cool. We actually used a... This was my influence on the car. So, this RC car had a Bavarian Demon fly system on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what we used this for was we designed, um, with four high-torque servos, we designed a mechanical system that would actually shift the mounting point of the shocks. And what this did was change the height of each wheel. So you could go ahead and, like, pick up the car, grab the body, and tilt it all around. And it has fully active suspension using the Bavarian Demon. So, like, each wheel is going up and down independently trying to keep the body level through cornering, off jumps, over obstacles, um, all this stuff. So, how does that...
4: It, how did that work?
2: Dude, it worked great. It put the Bavarian Demon in the, in the self-level mode so that, you know... Bas- I mean, it doesn't know. It has a... The Bavarian Demon has so many different swashplate configurations. I just picked the uh, the X configuration for four swashplate servos because we had one mm-hmm. servo on each wheel. And it doesn't know if it's on the body of a car or if it's on the swashplate of a helicopter. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just um, doing its thing, man. So, you know, the, the mechanical side of it worked out great. We had all the geometry right. And we got like two inches of travel out of each wheel, which for an RC car, that's quite a bit. Oh yeah, uh, we could slam it to the ground for speed runs, or pick it up off the ground to get over, get some ground clearance. Um, no, it it was a it was a lot of fun. So, nice. and the, you know that I hadn't really seen that done on that scale. So, I will, uh, yeah, I'll be putting up some pictures and stuff of that. But that was that was my weekend last last weekend. So,
0: I've got some I've got some bad news, and this was a unilateral decision that we made because you were gone last week. Uh, mm-hmm. th- any flights that you got the week prior, they don't count. Mm-hmm. So you were a no fly last week.
2: What about like runs on the car? Because technically there's a Bavarian
3: demon no. on there. No. So it's like, oh, okay. you know what, man? He makes a good point. No, he doesn't. There. He <laughs> does. No, if no. You're no. not going to let me count the <clears throat> flights. He was rocking out with the demon. I will count it. No, shart. No. no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel right about
2: it. <laughs> I mean, I don't,
3: I don't think I'm gonna need them. So
2: we'll just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. rush them under the well. rug and forget about it.
1: Huh?
3: But did you get any flights in? Really? Ah, uh, man. So actual heli flying, like, I'm, yeah, actually, like with a rotor no, and a tail. Print me off
2: a of no fly, dude. I, I haven't touched. Seriously, dude. No.
3: I thought what? for sure after you heard the show and we said that. You were gonna get at least one flight in.
2: Jesse doesn't listen Man. to the show.
3: No, what show? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, that other show.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I I haven't touched a heli like to fly a heli in. It's got to be two weeks now. Wow. Um, I mean, li- wow. so literally the week you know as always behind schedule, never caught up on stuff. So like the week before this RC Baja competition, I was literally in the shop for like sixty hours. Um, There was just zero time to do anything but this if if we wanted to get the car done. So the week before last, no flying. This last week, so now, you know, I get back from the competition. Whole bunch of stress has now been relieved. Just back to my normal test, homework, you know, college workload like it should be. And the weather did just, it just didn't cooperate all stinking week. It's uh, raining, windy, cold. Definitely not like spring around here. So, I, yeah, I didn't even get out to the field. Um, now, with that being said, tomorrow looks like... Actually, this whole weekend is looking mm-hmm. great. I'm seeing about 65, 67 degrees, oh, yeah. 8 miles an hour of wind. Someone took advantage nice. of the rain and got all their homework done. Um, you know, so just saying. I might have a pretty free weekend. And so, looking looking forward into the weekend, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be taking a no-fly card next week. But for the last couple of weeks, I got to take one. So there's <laughs> other other stuff going on. Nice, dude. Since it was raining, that that doesn't mean I you know I didn't get anything heli done. I still I still may have finished up a, a particular heli that I've been been working on, and it's now ready for a maiden voyage.
4: I was starting the, uh, to think you were trying to make a career at it. Yeah, no, I, I
2: almost got stuck on Justin's Standard Time. Um,
3: I had a,
4: actually oh, had a dude, couple you're listeners way
3: past Justin Standard Time. No,
4: no. Oh, absolutely. Dude, how He's long have you had that, that kit? It's only been two weeks, dude. He's all filling out the paperwork for his Synergy 401k and everything. Just uh, it's only been Wait two a weeks.
3: No, dude, it's been three weeks. No,
4: even it, uh, even still. are you
2: sure? Yeah, it's only been two weeks. And the build nah, has been right. done well, since, it's been done you since know what? Monday. Let's
3: not, let's not dwell on the fact that you are or are or not on Justin's standard time. The bottom line is you're certainly not on Jesse's standard time.
2: No, I, I definitely fell off that clock. But I don't know, other other stuff came up, you know, got a, got a life too, a little bit. What? So, not right? a minute, what? There's like helis, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Huh? And then Man. there's like this other part of my life where I go to school what yeah yeah uh, blasphemy yeah but anyways it is you know the build it is completely done programmed fuel tank fuel magnet everything installed sitting there completely i even had to fire up the motor just to make sure that ys91 uh still ran you know doing doing a little test run in the uh just here in my in my in room, house. you know, spooling up. Yeah, just spooling yeah. up the motor, giving it a couple little pumps. Dude, it's just what kinda, we do. <laughs> just kind of winding. Well, it's it's great because that you know those nitro fumes just start hitting your eyes. You start
3: tears of joy start falling from your eyes. You guys have never and...
0: done that. I do not start what? up nitros in the house.
3: I've uh, never living living started the nitro in the house, but in the, uh, but in the garage or in the backyard. Yeah. Uh. No. <laughs> just Jesse, right on apparently the table. it's
4: just us. Yeah, we. i will pretty sure I can dig time... up that video.
3: Every time we finish a nitro
2: build, it's like, start it up right now. This thing has to run. <laughs> right now. want to know right now. Yeah, we Not filled
4: much. up my whole basement once. Oh, It was man. funny. <laughs> we, uh, tears we were like rolling evacuate. out of our <laughs> eyes, and we were coughing and just loving it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you guys see that meme
0: that someone made uh, about Jesse? Floating around the Facebook. I, aren't they the called meme, meme The meme? The, they call it the memes? Meme? Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Meme.
4: Yeah. Meme, yeah.
0: Uh, that one with Jesse sitting in front. Of, well, it's not him. It's just a guy sitting in front of a computer and it's like, uh, Jesse waiting for the, uh, fuel for the magnet. Fuel magnet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see that. And then it's, it's, it's just a, like a normal dude sitting in front of a computer and the bottom picture is like this, this dead skeleton waiting.
2: For the <laughs> yeah, dude.
0: I, I
3: tagged uh, you that in hurts. that. Jesse, you should have seen it.
2: I, uh. I didn't see it. I'll have to go look. I'll have to go back and look. See if I can f- dig that up. Oh, hmm. it's it's done though, so that's no longer relevant. We have to put so that So is it flying us. tomorrow? It is definitely flying tomorrow. That thing is yeah. I got a so tomorrow morning I should have a receiver, a new receiver pack for the N7 coming in. Um which should make the seat, you know. I had to... I wanted to wait until I got the heli completely built um, fill up the fuel tank halfway and then, um, do our CG test, which we have a tech tip on and, you know, see where it fell and kind of weigh out, add some weight and see how heavy the receiver pack needed to be. So I went ahead and waited till I finished the build and did that and got the appropriate receiver pack coming. So that should be here, um, tomorrow. And luckily for me, the mail usually comes around like eight 9 AM on Saturday. So I can probably go grab that in the morning and get it soldered up before I head out to the field.
0: Hey, uh, so, maybe Justin, Justin could give you some uh, tuning tips on that uh, YS.
2: On the oh, YS, yeah, dude,
3: or the um, gas in? Oh, never mind. That was a bet. Yeah. yeah, three quarter turnout <laughs> on on all three needles. <laughs> on all three, Justin's yep.
0: got that shit nailed, man.
3: That's and it, dude. That's I'll tell you what, man. It runs amazing. For like lots about of 15 power. Seconds. seconds. <laughs> yeah. How does it yep.
2: sound though? Does it? Sound good, happy. A,
3: we don't worry uh, uh, about sound. I'm not gonna lie; it's a, it sounds <laughs> a little bit wound up. Actually, I put some
4: earplugs in. <laughs> Even on its, its worst day, it sounds better than a gasser. Yep, yeah, yeah, that we
2: go. is that's true. Right before it blows up, huh? <laughs> well, and uh, well. Other than that, I just took a little bit more time during the rain and wind. Just some general maintenance on the seven HV. Kind of. Out at the field last time, noticed that the belt was looking a little bit dry and just, you know, stuff was getting dirty. It's dusty over here, so went ahead and re-silicone sprayed the belt. I usually do that about every 30, 40 flights or so and just, you know, general clean and clean the output shaft on the tail, get that all running smoothly again and canopy blades, some grass stains on them whatnot. But other than that, that sums up the last two weeks for me.
0: Wow. UK servos offer a value not yet seen in the industry. For less than $100, you get a super fast servo with plenty of torque. Lightweight, compact, and unique CNC design with excellent centering. There is just nothing on the market like this today. So if you want to experience great value and industry-leading support, head over to www vkservo.com. check them out so who's next
3: let's hear from Nick yeah I was gonna say go Nick you've been waiting till the end yeah lately.
4: I had a, a bittersweet last weekend I had a a, a great a great experience with um, you know we had talked about it in the last show had a listener come up David he drove up and uh spent he pretty much kind of spent Saturday here we had to run over to my kid's T-ball game for a little bit but got a chance to sit down and uh, I mean you know like like many people in the hobby just he was overwhelmed with everything radio and flybarless and mechanics and you know that sort of a thing so we we covered a lot. I mean, he was here about eight thirty. We had about a two-hour break there in the middle of the day, but I think we took off out to the field about four thirty. So lots of heli stuff all day long, going over setup and I mean, jeez, everything. I mean, he had his whole list of questions, and you know, we were talking about like the kind of people that are doing it right. <laughs> he did it right. He soaked me for every last question he could, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. Hey, you offered, man. Did he leave a tip yeah. on the nightstand? <laughs> no, it was it was just cool. It was nice <laughs> to be able to, you know, to give to give back, and you know, just see someone so excited to learn, and and that that makes it all worth it. Uh, it was beautiful on Saturday, which was a little bit tough. You know, you're looking outside going, oh, man, the weather is just I'm working
3: on them. I'm not flying them.
4: Yeah, but that's all right. You know, that's okay. It's a sacrifice you make. And so we took off out to the field. Unfortunately, started my little generator saga, um, which was actually, it was cool for him because he had never seen anything bigger than, I think, a micro flying person. Hmm oh man wow yeah yeah which that was, was a
3: big
2: day for him that's always so cool from like your perspective too because i i remember showing family and you know people that have virtually never seen a heli fly be, be it youtube or in person and it's mm-hmm. it's really amazing from both sides to be able to see their reaction
4: yep yeah and we kind of went through a little bit you know i went through some smoother stuff some lower head speed drop it you know uh flying the raptor because uh Captain Dummy over here swapped Jesse and I swapped back with the mini V bar and the icon and I forgot to set my throttle hole percentage um, in the icon for the castle bailout. So I go to do my first inverted auto decide I wasn't quite happy with it. Uh, it was coming in hot, coming in a little bit high. I thought, ah I'll just go ahead and bail out of it <laughs> I bailed out and got soft start.
1: Mm Oh, yeah.
4: Which, you know, it's not the end of the world. Uh, I ended up just barely, barely stripping out a set of torque tube gears, which was a little bit ironic because it was like three flights on those torque tube gears from the last time I stripped. This was was on the Hmm. Blade? Yeah, on the Blade. Oh, dude. I know. Yeah. Um, So I got a set of those coming. Uh, Oddly enough, they're not here yet, but. That's kind of a beside the point. Um, so it we was just flying the Raptor. Yeah, lots of flights on the Raptor, and then my generator started to act up. Uh I don't know. I got something funky going on with it. That's it was one of those Costco ones. Begin on Honda its... commercial. <laughs> yes, please <laughs> insert Honda Commercial here. Well, that was two full seasons on it, wasn't it? Yeah, you used yeah. the shit out of that thing. Dude. Oh dude. And it whenever it runs, it runs at max. I mean, just, (laughs) but it actually, it's not, it's a it was a carb problem. I was having a needle and seat problem in the carb and I kind of got it good enough for out there, did a little MacGyver work on it and got it to run enough to charge a couple more packs. So I did get a little bit of flights in Saturday evening uh, before we had to take off. Sunday rolled around. And had a bunch of chores to do. You know, this was like our first really just immaculate weather weekend. So I pop up Sunday and, you know, like life gets in the way of my heli flying. There's. What? Yeah, I know. What? What? Yeah. Why do you allow that to happen? Oh, man. It was OK. Got to get. OK. I need to get our my riding lawnmower out, cleaned up, serviced, all that. Well, shit. Can't get it out until I get the camper out. Okay, well, we'll do that too. So it was, you know, four, five, six hours worth of chores in the morning, mowing the lawns and getting all that stuff ready. So finally I head out to the field. Well, I had gotten in so much of a hurry to get all those chores done. I had crashed the night before. I get out to the field, my generator won't run. Ooh. So I am sitting there at 1.30 on a Sunday afternoon at the field by myself, flawless weather. Yeah. No wind, <sighs> no generator, no charge packs. Oh, dude. I can say that grown men don't cry,
1: <laughs>
4: but I was... I was right just about there. You were tearing up. I was genuinely, it's pretty rare. I mean, I I am never one to give up, but I sat there pretty much completely defeated. I mean, I actually just sat there for about 45 minutes on the stool in the trailer. (laughs) Just kind of in awe, like, I mean, really? How did I get here?
3: How the hell did I just do
4: this? Yeah, how was is, how how was this happening? All that rush, 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 and then get out there, and it's so close yet just so far. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was pretty rough. That and sucks, dude. It did, it did. It, it was it really, really, genuinely sucked. I I I felt kind of like, well, you know, karma. What I mean. <laughs> What the hell did I do? I didn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, what did I do wrong? Yeah. But I came home, found out yes it was a needle and seat problem. I that the needle in the carb is actually just very worn and was hanging up, not allowing any fuel into the carb on the uh, on the generator, so I kind of sanded it up, polished it up, got it back running again when I got home. You know, I might have been able to run home and fix it and run back out. But you know how that goes. When you start rushing it that bad, that's when you know you're just going to make a mistake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Problems are going to happen. Yeah. So I put a couple full load charges on it at home. Didn't have a problem. I will order the replacement part. But um, that got that back up and running. Then uh, this week at work was just beyond miserable. But I do have one little cool thing that you guys don't even know about. Oh and this yeah, is, this is pretty rare because we talk about everything. Except I mean, this
0: anytime week. this week was uh, uh,
4: this a week quiet. was quiet. This is a quiet week. It was quiet. It was very quiet, and I didn't. I wanted to do that. I don't know why. I just maybe it was out of spite, or maybe I just felt like being an ass or a little ch- shit. But I just wanted to keep quiet this week and. And kind of keep to myself. So, dude, I did get some flights in this week before uh, before work and at lunch. Despite the rain, I didn't care. I went out there and flew in the rain. Now, at this point, I was down to one helicopter, which is a bad day.
1: <laughs> and especially
4: <laughs> Thunder Tiger. Let me tell you, if you're listening, what the hell is going on with the battery trays? I can't find one anywhere. That's frustrating. You're waiting for parts for the blade. I have one battery tray for the E700. I was waiting for some parts for the MD and uh, servo gears for the Goblin. So I was down to one. But alas, I got some flights and guess what I flew this week? What? Some Helix Blades.
1: Oh.
3: Oh. Uh, I gotta tell you. The six ninety fives?
4: Yep. On the rack. All right. Alright. Wow. <laughs> I'm now even more defeated and pissed. Mm-hmm. That good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Now are you mm-hmm. sure it's
3: just because everything else was falling apart yeah, and then everything else? This sucked? was just sort of a <laughs> You know, nope. light at the end of the tunnel.
4: <laughs> this was, a, it was actually perfect timing because I had just come off the whole V bar thing and was really, really in tune with the tuning aspect, you know, of the icon and, and just changing all of those little teeny feeling things to kind of try and bridge that gap because there was some stuff that I really liked about the V bar. And so it was, uh, it was actually really, really good timing. To put those on there because um, I knew right what to go for with the tuning to get and change and do this and that. And yeah, uh, you want to talk about the most awesome yet frustrating thing because now I know what they feel like. Hmm. And that that kind of sucks. <laughs> Can
2: never go back.
4: Yeah. <laughs> compass. I don't can't know, be man. that
2: amazing. <laughs> it really Des- describe it. I mean, you haven't given us really anything.
4: They are like uh, they're they're flying glue. <laughs> they just stick wherever you put the heli, they stay. They're very stable yet like a V bar. <laughs> no, because they actually feel connected a little bit. <laughs> oh. No, but just, okay. Jesse, you know what I'm talking about, that feeling at the end of it, like the end of a TikTok, right? Oh, yeah. And you experience that, okay? It's a bolt on that. Yeah. The the way that they stop and they handle stops and the lack of loading Mm -hmm. is just, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's really crazy. Yet you go out and you can just hammer on them and they feel like a, kind of like an in-the-box blade, smooth. Very smooth blade. But then you take them out, you know, and go bigger with it. And they're way more locked in.
1: Hmm.
3: Well, it's good to hear that because, to be honest, I've been really curious about the helixes, And, in fact, I want to get my hands on a set of 715s.
1: Well,
4: we're going to get to that in the news. And this is what kind of sparked it. I got this opportunity to fly. Now, these are the these are – I guess what you would call kind of like last year's run, but they're, they're different now. And we'll get to that in the news, but that's why I took this opportunity because if everything, if these new ones that are out now, now that they got a couple of things sorted out are better in a lot of aspect. It's just, it's frustrating for me because I absolutely love the compass plates. I thought, I thought that they flew just as good as I could ever want or need, but it's one of those things where you don't know until you try it. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude! Now that's taking it far. It is. You don't
3: threat of dethroning the compass blades.
4: Well, and there's too many things that come into play, like flying wise. Dude blows them out of the water. I mean. Yeah, no, I, I love the way they fly. I have zero complaints. with. Well, the what way. else
3: is there other There's than price. flying wise? There's price. Yes. How, okay, mm-hmm. 110 for Compass Blades. How much for the Helixes? 135
2: Whoa. Yeah, they're above all the other blades in that class.
4: They are $5 more than any other blade out there in that class. Well, except wow. maybe like okay. this, I don't know what the spin blades are at. I haven't checked for a while. Yeah, not sure. But the they, spin these blades, are not cheap. I think,
3: are like one twenty nine.
4: Yeah. Okay. So, still something like that. They are the most expensive. I mean, of the normal, you know, we'll call them normal blades. Yeah. Which, tch, man, that's tough. I mean, that it's really, really tough now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's this, this, this is a sticky one, and you know me, man. I was about to order
3: some blades, I was, uh, I was wondering about the helixes, but I did want to wait for the 715s. But maybe,
4: okay, maybe I do believe that you're really gonna want to try the 715s because again, we'll talk about it in the news, but this video, Nick, Nick. Comments specifically on the 715s and their application for nitro, believe it or not.
1: Hmm.
4: <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about them for speed. Uh, well, okay. Well, 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 you just watch that video. It all might right, change. It. Right, it, it, will, right. it will, it uh, will, I'm give, waiting. Give you a little nerd on for a minute there. Nerd on.
1: <laughs> nerd <laughs> on. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I, I I would say after flying them now that even if you're not, if you never plan on like, okay, that's out of my normal budget for flying. Like all season long, if I'm going to fly, these blades are out of my budget. I would say that everybody, you have to try one set. Like you absolutely have to. You are doing yourself a disservice if you don't fly one, just one set. Hmm.
1: Meh. Hmm. I kind I kind of
2: feel like that about all blades, though, because you really don't know. No, that's true. There's so many different blades that they're you know they're suited to so many different flying styles and different helis, weights, disc loading, you know, head yep. speeds. Yep.
0: The guy only needs two sets of blades. You need a a set of edges for the show and a set of
4: compasses. <laughs> scare the plankers. Yeah, but you can't, Dan. They're gone. They're done,
0: yeah. But you can still get your hands on some
4: for a little bit.
0: I only need I only need to fly them like five times a year.
4: Yeah, got this set the seven fifties <laughs> are still just
1: <laughs> <laughs> are so cool.
4: Yeah, so I think that about um, I think that about wraps it up, uh, Jesse. I forgot where where are you at? Yeah,
2: flight
3: counts. Come on. Well, I didn't get any in. so. But Yeah, but I, I, I don't know where you were at before, dude. That was like two weeks ago. 180-something,
0: weren't you? 180 yeah, eight? one
4: 185. Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho. Nick's ahead, I think. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jesse has officially probably the only time this whole year, but I can't say at one time, <laughs> y- you are now in second place.
1: Mm-hmm. Shit's getting real up in dude, here, That's Jesse. okay, because it's the last place no. it really
4: matters. Uh, you know what? You can't take this moment away from me, no matter yeah, how. Yeah, dude, you let him have
3: it. Come on. <laughs> what are you at, Nick? Let's I have hear one eighty-nine. Oh, dun, dun, dun. you're ahead it? of him by four. It just doesn't register, man. I'm not getting it. I haven't. I've been like off the grid for two weeks. It's cool. Great job, man. See, in Jesse's mind, he's already he's already booking like twenty flights.
4: I for know this weekend
3: and twenty. Am I only flying half a day? <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. oh, yeah. Man. See, I poked
4: it. I just poked the yeah. dragon, and it's you all did. over now. But it well, doesn't we use. talked you about this last weekend. And... You didn't
3: stand a chance, Nick. But the goal was to at least for one 24-hour period say that you were better than Jesse. Yeah, you I may am have not highly disappointed, to that, though. Nick.
4: I mean, I am very, very disappointed that I I should be uh, easily Way sitting over, that. over 200. If I wouldn't have had generator problems yeah, on Sunday, dude. I would have been about 210 because I had the time, the weather, everything.
2: All right, but, guys, I got to go. You're gonna
4: Jesse go, go, gonna now, go
3: some lights onto my. You got, got some, some LEDs hanging around, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> no. I
4: could see Jesse standing there in the middle of the field at night with the truck lights on. crying I'm working a on bit. nose
2: in. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's just crying, crying, crying to
4: himself. I'm oh, showing those basics. guys. Yeah, we'll let him. No. Uh, you can't steal this moment, dude.
2: I'm not. I'm not stealing it. That's 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 awesome, dude.
4: It's already stolen. No, but this. I don't know. This weekend is not looking good. I mean, so it'll be, I'll be back to second. It is not looking good. I have T-ball. Wait, I, Nick, Nick, Nick. What?
3: Uh, I'm they not sure you heard Jesse tea? correctly. The weather does not affect whether this weekend was looking good for you. He was He was going to
4: destroy you no oh, matter I know.
3: what number of flights you put in.
4: No, It. it I have no hope. It's all gone this weekend. We got T ball and, and we got church one night. We got, uh, oh, dude, like two. Apparently, you need to hunt for Easter eggs twice at two different <laughs> oh, yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I mean, just ride it off. Done. But the cool part is, I will be up by early week. Uh, MD will be back up. Blade will be back up. Raptors flying and the goblin will be flying. Oh, that's so, what see, I was going to ask. The, uh, where's the goblin? You get the flights
2: in during the week, dude. So it's like I might jump ahead on the weekend, but then you slowly close the gap all week long when I'm this. I really just don't have the time. So if
4: this, if I can get uh, with the MD back up and flying, see, that's a whole different ball because there's three sets of packs for that. And then Mm -hmm. I have two sets for the blade. So that is, I can usually sneak in two in the morning before work, four at lunch. And then maybe one or two after, just depending on the day.
2: Yeah, if you say traffic was bad, you can sneak them in. It took me a long time <laughs>
1: to get tra- <laughs> home.
3: traffic was bad. Wow. <laughs> it's Jesse's got the Rolodex out.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm not gonna give up though. I'm not just gonna say, Well, I got it once and I'll never get it again. I, well, I am Nick, going to.
2: Why don't we this why don't we just pull away both of us? I mean, I'm fine, you know, together. Let's just pull away from the other guys, like
3: big time. Shut up. Okay. You know All what right. I think, Dan. <laughs> you know what I think. You and I are men enough to to place a a, a wager. I'm not hearing exactly. any wager between these two. Yeah, bitches. So what? What is? What's on the line
4: here, guys? What's at stake? Dude, I would Pete Rose the hell out of this wager because I'm going to bet on him. <laughs> That's not how it works, man.
2: Dude, <laughs> Dude there's
4: there's really you're, no you're there's a competitor. No need- Nick, uh, we're competing on.
2: against to win to against you guys.
4: I am competing to get see how many flights I can get in this year.
2: Exactly.
0: That is such a cop out.
2: Yeah, you guys needed a little motivation. I mean, let's face it, <laughs> you guys were behind. You're like, oh crap, I need a little self motivation. I can't get my motor going myself, so let's make a wager. Oh my God,
0: Jesse! I mean, that's putting putting how I see it. In his mouth, Jesse. <laughs> I used to like you. You know that, Jesse?
4: I really did. <laughs>
0: He's probably he'll
4: break a thumb next week or something. Ha- that's what happens, man.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on. God damn it! All right, Jesse's pissing me off.
3: Wait, you <laughs> said, go, out, "Dan, you, I'll, I'll take I'll take the last spot. You go, Dan."
0: The nitro flies. Yeah, nice. Turek, Srx. The Hatori. Oh yeah, dude, That's right. got the
4: new one. Tell me, tell me, tell me, dude. It
0: sounds mean.
4: Yeah, it's oh. definitely got a
0: guttural growl to it.
3: Oh, I want one so bad. Did <laughs> and, it come with seven uh, <laughs> transmitters and stock in Jen's Ace? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got to tell you, man. I got about a gallon and a half on Saturday through that motor. And I barely started tuning it off break in settings. It just it just has got power. I did fly the rush a few times and I flew the goblin once or twice.
3: And then they sat and they oh, listened to the sound no. of Nitro. There goes his electric days, guys. That was it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I it I felt good. I mean, I I remember I was I would take it back to the table, I would set it down, and I would stare at it and go, <sighs> "I'm back." <laughs> it just felt that good to be flying nitro again. I got to tell you, I the stink, the slime, the smell. I mean, I was hovering that thing. The wind was blowing in my face. I would like hover it twenty feet away and just like let that smoke envelop me. <laughs>
3: And I was just like, it was like a spiritual experience. It was. It was
0: kind of like a sweat lodge, you know, just 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 (laughs) sitting in nitro smoke and going,
3: wow. And
0: talking to the guys at the field, I'm like, you guys smell that? Can you smell that?
2: They're like, yeah. Could
4: you fly it further away? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what awesome smells like. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I did. I. Got a bunch of flights on. Uh, I think I got uh, oh about fourteen or so flights on the Nitro on Saturday. Oh boy! Got nice. about nice. Nice. Saturday was a good day. I got about seventeen flights in on Saturday.
2: Ooh, nice, dude. It's a good day.
0: And um, I did. I still like. I still like flying the Rush. There's no question, and um, I will continue to fly it. Not as much as I have been, but. If the Nitro keeps <laughs> keeps purring along, that's where I'll be. That's for sure.
3: So the electrics are going to be your backup, Is this That's what I'm getting from this conversation. You're pretty much going to spend most of your time on the Nitro, except for when it crashes.
0: Right. Anybody want to buy a Goblin 500? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: Four <laughs> packs. Really? <laughs> 50 bucks. I honestly... Dude,
0: I actually I'm gonna play around with it. i am gonna order some bigger pinions. I'm gonna crank the head speed up on that thing to like thirty six hundred.
2: So, so I'm I'm assuming that because are you are you still getting in flights during the week, Dan? Twenty please tell me that's twenty six not
4: thirty six. <laughs>
3: I, I was, was wondering to say, if you we're, were gonna <laughs> catch it. <3, 600? laughs> it's twenty six.
0: Come on now. I'm kidding. These <laughs> you guys. I did get some flights, but it was really shitty. There's there's actually there's some changes going to be happening to my existence uh in the next 3 or 4 weeks. And this week involved a lot of that. I can't I really can't talk about it yet, but I will
4: be it's out okay, of that. It's okay, Dan. Office. We already knew. I mean, we already knew. We it's know. all right. <laughs> we know. You don't have to just go shopping. Just, get new clothes. It'll be okay. I am going You'll to forget step about those out, nights, out of the
0: office. In about three weeks, into a new job. That is going to allow me to pretty much fly whenever I want. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it.
3: And it involves a stage and a pole. <laughs> <laughs> no, you
0: guys suck.
3: <laughs> and a DJ.
0: So I've been I've been really busy with that. A lot of a lot of stuff to do there. So I, and the weather, like just like Jesse was saying, the weather this week, it was not bad but it certainly wasn't very cooperative yeah
2: well the uh the reason i asked is so like after work or on your weekday flying you're not limited on space so you can still go ahead and fly the nitro all week long
0: yes yeah i keep nice. the nitro i keep pretty much all my helis out at the field now oh perfect and um i was able to stop twice this week tried to fly a few but man it was just windy and cold and rainy and let we got some snow we, we had snow this week
2: yeah what? Yeah. Well, even like 45 degrees with 15 mile an hour winds feels really cold.
0: Yeah, it does. But I got to tell you guys last Saturday, one of the guys showed up. Talked about him before Fred. Uh, he's got a, well, he had a 600 EFL. He hadn't flown in, uh, I think since last November. And he, he you know, he's, uh, he works at a ranch. So he's been very busy with, uh, you know the spring stuff that ranchers do, whatever that may be. So he comes out to the field and uh, charges up some batteries and just decides to go for it, like thinking that well, this is where I was at last November. I should be able to do this. Uh oh. Proceeds to put it in a uh, nose uh, down funnel and um, completely loses it. I don't think I've ever seen a 600 go in so hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
0: They it make was, the noise. It was glorious. Like the- it was <laughs> a glorious destruction of a six complete re kit. Not a.
3: Oh, oh. Both
0: sides of the frame like nothing smashed. Nothing left. The bottom plate smashed.
3: What about electronics?
0: <laughs> he hit so hard that the fly barless controller came off of the tape.
3: Wow. Mm. Wow. That was professional. How did he feel after that?
0: You know, he <laughs> <laughs> took it like a champ, I guess. Dude, you're oh. such an ass. Yeah. Describe
3: the emotion.
0: <laughs> Tell me what the look on his face looked yeah. like. He was pretty disgusted at himself. And here's the deal when he started flying, I was like, dude, you know, just take it easy for a flight or two. And he was up for about two minutes. And uh yeah, I watched I I knew it. I kinda knew it. I mean I knew as soon as he went into the funnel he'd lost his way and um bam, that was it.
4: Man, that sucks. And it was a nitro or electric? It was an electric. Okay.
0: Batteries? Batteries. I think he destroyed one battery. Of course, he didn't get throttle hole hit in time either.
1: Oh.
4: oh. Out of a funnel? Ooh. One yeah. word, momentum. <laughs> Big time. Nice.
0: <laughs> I think
4: I mentioned this last week.
0: The, the compass? I told you guys about the compass, right? We got it flying. Yeah.
3: Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't shake like crazy anymore. Oh, dude, that. And you like it, dude, you want one. I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Well, you might not want one,
2: but you'll, you'll at least acknowledge it. As I will heli.
0: fly it often.
3: <laughs> Whenever he better than me. the rush.
0: You know, I got to tell you, um, the, I think it is better than the rush just from the cookie cutter settings. Yeah. Uh, there's a little yeah. tuning to be done on the rush and I felt like you there was
3: defaults right out of the box. Yeah. The compass just flies.
0: Yeah. It just flew. I mean, you know, once we got the issue figured out and, uh, of course, uh, Ed did change the, the dampers back to the blue ones. I don't know if that made a difference. He seems to think it does, but, um, flies nice flies. Great. And Ed actually, uh, again, I think I mentioned it last week. He did get it in the air and man, was he tickled. He was just,
4: excited. So, so has he flown it? Like he put has. some circuits on it?
0: You know, he hasn't because he he wants to take it slow uh because it is a hell of a lot faster than a 600.
3: Mhm. Yeah.
0: So he's just he's going to ease into it. You know, he's he's in no hurry to smash it.
3: Why don't you tune it down a little for him
0: so that he can move around He a doesn't bit. want me to. Really? Yeah, it's it, well good for him. You know, he's like I'll just he's not in a race. He's having a good right, he's right. having a good time. Doing what yeah. he does, and um, he's content to just do what he does and, and progress at his rate. So Nice. Well, good for him. Yeah, he's having a good time with it. So other than that, guys, I got to tell you, it's been kind of a slow heli week for me. Um,
2: and flight, what are you at?
0: <laughs> I'm at 131 flights.
3: Oh.
4: Nice. Not bad, though. Moving, That's good. Dude. You, where
3: were you at last week? 103. 103. So 28 flights. Here's the deal. Good week.
0: This weekend, 70 degrees. Sun's going to yep. be out all weekend. Yep. Got Jack coming down from Kalispell tomorrow, him and his son. And um, we got a full freaking day of flying. And uh, those damn dirty plankers won't be around because nobody at my club flies anymore. Perfect. I suspect that I'm going to get a lot of flights in this weekend. Another cool thing, too, is I didn't know this, but Jack's son is a, uh, he works. He I don't know if he works for a, a Yamaha dealership, but he works on Yamaha generators. And so guess who gets a tune up tomorrow on his Yamaha?
1: Nice, nice dude. Sweet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Has it gonna been giving problems parts or just...
0: He's bringing everything. He's gonna bring the oil. He's gonna bring the plug. He's gonna bring a carburetor kit. And um, yeah, we're gonna rebuild that, uh, or tune that uh, Yamaha up.
4: Nice, awesome.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be a good weekend.
4: That's a win win. Drive up service. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go to the field and fly while you fix my generator. Yeah, someone else will <laughs> fix my generator. <laughs> I needed that guy. Where was that guy on Sunday? I know, right? And here's the beauty:
0: Ed's coming tomorrow, so we're going to be able to use his generator to keep charging batteries while mine's down, getting fixed.
4: Well, you know what I learned? Like What's that? I, I, I reminded myself this weekend. I, I am now on the quest. I don't know if it's going to happen before Othello. I am going to try, but I, I don't know. I've got my my eggs spread. Pretty thin in a lot of baskets right now, but <laughs> I have got to get a nitro because Sunday. Yeah, was you a, do. Oh, dude. Dude. Sunday was a great example. I could have sat there and charged receiver batteries off off my because uh, I mean I have a deep cycle in the trailer, you know, just one, but I could have kept receiver batteries flying and kept the fuel flowing and kept the fuel flowing and still, I mean, burned through. I would have burned through a freaking case. So, yeah, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. I got to figure know. something out. I know, but I don't. You know, I I don't have the cash to the cash just to throw up. You know, and get a brand new one. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to find, but I don't want to get. I'm not going to get rid of anything. Here's what but
3: you we'll do. See. I know what you're going to do. You're going to convert the Goblin 700 into a gasser. No, no here's what here's
0: uh. what. You do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's>
3: it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here's what you do. You give Ed a call tomorrow because my trailer is going to be out at the field, and you say, "Ed, get in that trailer and box that 700 nitro up."
1: It may the happen. Seven,
4: do, do I need to contact Ed? Call Ed and tell him to box it up.
3: And by 700 nitro, Dan really means the Raptor
4: 30. No, nope. yeah, <laughs> hey, Diamond <dude>. 500. <laughs> Whee! I will, I will make that thing. I will slap a fly flybarless unit on it, and I'll make it happen. You tell if you tell. I mean, because that's it's there, dude.
0: And tomorrow is the first time I actually dude. I walked into my trailer today. Oh man,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what happened over the winter. There must have been a bum living in my trailer.
4: Yeah,
1: that is it. so
0: horrible in here. <laughs> oh my lord. So, if Ed can help me dig that shit out, we should be able to get it boxed up. I've been saying that for months. I know. I get that. (laughs) But it's going to be at the field tomorrow. And Ed will be there.
3: Just saying. Well, (laughs) (laughs) he's so excited. Yeah, I'm not sure he's (laughs) feeling it, Dan. That's all I've been up to, guys.
4: Jesse, I think i found the one for you. The one what? The one heli that'll pull you away from flying that other brand. Oh, yeah? Seriously, man, I've got hundreds of flights on my Blade 700X, and I am blown away at how maintenance-free it is. Now, I know you're the type of pilot to put some serious flights in during the year, and I really think this will not only meet but exceed your expectations in quality and performance.
2: Well, I suppose I better head over to bladehellies.com and take a closer look at that 700X. Justin.
3: That leaves Justin. Justin had a pretty good week. It's been busy at work and poor weather a couple of the days of the week, so I didn't get to fly as much as I really wanted to. Uh, but I don't take the no-fly card, so that's really important. I'll start out with the count. I'm at 173, so I picked up 21 flights. And this weekend is looking good, which I'm excited about, especially since I've got family in town. My parents are in town for the next week or so. And so that makes it all the more easy to get out to the field, and not just on Saturday but on Sunday too. And next week down here at least is supposed to be pretty darn nice in terms of weather, which means I can get back to more than three or so flights per day at work, you know, lunch and after work. So that's, that's been really nice. I, uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm finishing up on the goblin speed last weekend I had a lot of good flights on Sunday, made my new personal best based on the Eagle Tree telemetry, 15 degrees of pitch, 2,400 RPM, and I hit 141.83 miles per hour over a 200 meter run. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's cooking. Haulin ass, dude. It's It's... I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I love it. It I can't get enough of the crap. So in order to get through the review, I got to go up one more pinion, which I did this week, and that's the 25 tooth pinion. I'm now running 2,500 RPM, which just freaking screams. I mean, it's fast at 12 degrees of pitch. So I've mentioned this before. I'm going 12, 13, 14, 15 for the review so that I can show the listeners what the current draw and the speeds are as you go up in pitch for a given head speed. And at 12 degrees and 2,500, I was putting up consistent 120 mile an hour runs, which is just, I mean, it's great because at 12 degrees, the power system doesn't even flinch. You're not seeing hardly any head speed drop up at 15 degrees of pitch. No matter what the head speed is, even with the good batteries, you're still losing 150 to 250 RPM on the head. But down at 12 and 13, you're losing maybe 50, 75 at the most. Yeah. So you're getting some major power out of it. So I've got a couple of more degrees of pitch to go. I'm on, what am I on? I'm on 13 right now. I did a bunch of flights on 12 during the week bunch of flights on 13 and then this weekend the goal is to get 14 and 15 that'll finish out the data set and then i'll start working on the review the castle's still plugging around or plugging along perfectly fine still you know 180 to 200 amp continuous for 5 10 seconds no problem whatsoever so That's just that nice. has yeah and and that has led me now to I've decided I think I'm going to enter the Speed Cup at Urcha this year. I don't know what class yet. I still don't know a lot about the classes, but there are three of them. Uh, And one's supposed to be for beginners. It's called Sportsman. And I think the idea behind it is anyone with a 3D heli can go and give it a try without feeling like they have to push their power system to the extreme. So that's limited to, I think, like 2000 RPM. And then there are two others called open and unlimited. And I don't, I don't know all of the differences between them, but that's where you get like the higher power and the custom and the fuselage. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I, you know, it, to me, it's more about the experience than anything else. It's not, I mean, I'm not going to win with a goblin speed, obviously, but it makes me wonder now, about whether I should be trying to pull the trigger eventually on a more dedicated speed heli. So I've been going back and forth on the Diablo speed, the TDR with a speed fuselage, or one of the new TDRs. It turns out that Jan is, I wouldn't say discontinuing, but no longer selling the kits for the original TDR, and he's going to replace that with a TDR 2 which has all the powertrain and mechanics or most of it, at least from the TDS, the speed machine that we've talked about on the news. And I suspect they will eventually do fuselages for that when it comes out, or you can just go with the TDS, which is like four grand for the airframe. (gasps) Uh Yeah. So, uh, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like there's not a, there's not like a, (laughs) there's not a middle ground here. It's like, okay, goblin speed, 1300 for the kit, right? Uh, You're seeing the data that I'm putting out. It puts up respectable numbers, right? It's not going to win any world records, but it's, it's fast. And then the next step is an old school TDR. You can get them used nowadays pretty easily from, you know, 900 to 1100. And then Chuck, a aftermarket fuselage on it, that takes you up to like 1600 to 2000 for the airframe. Or you can go the Diablo Speed, while supplies last, because GERD is only putting out about 50 of them. That's 2500 and that's a purpose-built machine. Or you can go with the, the new TDR stuff, which is just horribly expensive, and the waiting list is probably out into 2015 right now. So I'm a little torn. I, I'm not sure yet what I want to do, but I think after having spoken to a couple of teammates on on the Bavarian Demon team and a few other people, that the Diablo speed makes more sense. So, I may be emailing Jan to put my name on the list. How about that?
4: For the, for the TDS?
3: No, probably the TDR2, with the hopes that someone's going to have a aftermarket fuselage that will fit onto it dude the tds i I mean four thousand dollars for a helicopter airframe only that thing i mean it's going to come in at like seven grand after you put everything into it i don't know if i could stomach that
2: do you want to win or
3: not it's not a matter of (laughs) of being able to afford it it's just like holy crap dude
4: just do it get it over with no you know what i would be worried about you show up with one of those you better win
3: well and and yeah so that's the thing like yeah there's no there's no there's no mistake about it i need to improve skill wise and that's why i feel perfectly fine about using the goblin speed as sort of the trainer and to get the skills going and then whatever well, else I decide on to actually compete, because
4: you're going to be out there flying lines against you know Scott Gray and all those other guys, and I mean, phew. oh yeah, dude. The thing it is,
0: though, dude. By the time you get it, you're going to have a year experience on the Goblin.
3: That is well, true. and that's that's the thing, which is why I don't feel bad about putting my name on the list for at least the TDR two, and and then the question is in the interim. Is it just the Goblin Speed, or do we do the Goblin Speed and a Diablo? Wow. Mm. I told you I got bit, man. D-
4: no, that's, there's nothing pretty, wrong with it. Pretty
3: hard. I'm liking it. Weirdo. What, dude? <laughs> just give you just it. wait. You haven't seen it I yet. I know.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Just thought I'd call you a weirdo because I... Like to call you a weirdo.
3: That's okay. That's fair. Perfectly fine. <laughs> so yeah, I uh I, I think that's that's mainly been my week. Just doing a lot of thinking and research about the Speed Heli stuff. The Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to mention. The OptiPower batteries. That review is going really well. I've gotten now about, I'd say about 20 cycles on them on the speed. And man, they hold voltage really freaking well under load. I think the lowest I've seen it droop under 190 to 200 amps is a total of like 42 or 43 volts on a 12 cell pack. So, and and to give you some perspective, some of the other packs that I'm running, I can get as low as 39 or 40 volts. So that makes a huge, huge difference because that much extra voltage means that I can maintain a higher head speed and put more power into the run for the same current. So I'm pleased with those so far. I think I'll, you know, I'll finish up the goblin review in the next week or two and then uh, try to finish those guys up soon after that's not going to be too long of a review because i'm putting cycles on them like crazy so with only three packs total for the speed
4: yeah uh, mine are i've been equally yeah, how impressed. have yours been going dude dude they've been uh they, they've been working great i mean now i i actually i, I checked um I want to say last week before I got some parts for the MD coming, Mm -hmm. I put, I've got a set, um, Gen Z sent a a brand new set of 5,330Cs, uh, when, when I got the MD and then I've got the OptiPower 50Cs in there. And so I've been kind of flying those back to back. Flight-wise, in the MD, you know, on 12-cell setup, swinging 750s, you're definitely pushing the packs. Flight-wise, I'm not going to say that there's a huge difference. Really? Um, In terms of what you can feel. Yeah. At 1850, no. How about that? At 1850, no. I'm flying 13.5 degrees a pitch at 1850 on the 750s. And I'm going to say no. But it's, if you get any higher than that, then yes, you can. And I IR'd them out. You know, I I do the whole put them in the controlled environment in the trailer for like three hours, keep the temperature constant, and then go from there. Uh, it's not the, the Gens Ace are coming in, I think, at 20, about 20, in between 28, 27, 28, 29. See, right in there consistently, which is, I mean, great. They're 30C packs, so I can't I can't complain about that at all. Um, the Opti's are coming in, oh, man, mid-30s, around in yeah, there. Yeah, that's
3: exactly what I'm seeing. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm seeing. I mean, the difference being that I can tell the difference feel-wise in the air on the speed yeah. oh, and definitely. in the data. Uh, but i'm i'm iring pretty consistently around 34 to 35 c yeah which, s- which again i mean you know let's let's be clear people shouldn't take that as a negative we've talked about the theory before we've had people like dave gray on bottom line is there's not really such a thing as a battery that can sustain much more than you know 30 35 c no so the fact that this is up at that sort of l- practical limit Is is good. And I've got a set of pulse packs and a set of spiders. The pulses are labeled 45C and I'm sitting at about 30 to 31C. The spiders are labeled 30C and they sit exactly at 30.
4: Yeah. So that extra 5C makes a difference. Well, absolutely. And so that's, I almost feel like it's, you know, on paper, flight, all that are the, you know, are the Opti Powers, quote unquote, better uh yeah they are you know but they're also you know the Gen ace are that's not their selling point that's not their actual c rating they're putting out their you know their stated c rating and they are less expensive so that makes them good for you're getting what you're buying if that makes sense yeah i mean yeah, you're yeah, actually yeah. getting what yeah, you think exactly. you're getting i expect the opti powers to be better how about that hmm yeah um, but so far I, now I'm actually just excited to, to pile on the flights because, because a lot cycles, of the batteries yeah. we get now are great when you get them, you know, yeah, the first
2: hundred is great on most packs.
4: Yes, exactly. But how, how much longer, you know, most of the packs that I've had that worked good started showing weakness. If they're going to show a weakness, they'll start it right about 75 cycles, somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but these I'm being super, super good with these. I'm keeping, you know, logs. I'm doing like an every 20 flight log on the IR. I'm doing the IR testing on them.
2: Keeping them at storage.
4: Yep. They are at there storage <laughs> all the time. Uh, with the exception of if I'm going to fly in the morning at work, I will go ahead and charge them the night before because I don't have the time Yeah. in the morning. Uh, but then I actually leave them. When I fly them and I will put them on the charger at about 11, I fly them at noon and then again, put them on the charger about four, fly them at five and leave them there. So I'm being very good. No LVCs.
3: That's something I've been careful of as well, but I don't expect to get as many good cycles out of any of my packs as you on the, on the speed. No. No so it'll be a different ball game entirely but they're performing well so far yeah i dude. we'll see how they hold up at 2515 degrees of
4: pitch <laughs> and those oh they're going to love that those paired with that uh the 455 motor in the in the md <laughs> it's just it, it's an absolute blast it doesn't last that long but it's an absolute blast.
2: <laughs>
4: I'm not going there.
2: Nope.
4: You still with us, Dan? You alive?
0: Yeah, I'm here. I'm just uh, totally stoked and excited to get to our topic of this show. So I'm just kind of patiently waiting for you guys to quit talking about batteries.
4: Well, then we better carry <laughs> on. I think we should on. go to news. Yeah. Go, go. Some news, maybe. Yeah. News. Let's do
1: it.
2: You know what's awesome, guys? Is being able to run the same brand of battery for all my RC needs. I'm able to put a Gen Zace battery in my transmitter, on my multi rotor, use them for receiver packs, and then, of course, my main flight batteries for my electric helis. This guarantees a high level of performance that I can count on day after day, which is very important when we have so much money wrapped up into this hobby. So, the next time you need batteries, head on over to hobbyparts.com and pick up a set of Gen Z's batteries.
0: Awesome. This week's news is brought to you by heli-daily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do we got this week?
4: Uh, Dan, there's a, we have an update for you. We do. For Real Flight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's a there's a multi-rotor thing oh. in Real Flight. Just for you, oh, nice. You can practice wow. on the sim. Yeah, quadcopter trials. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could get in there, do a little. There's this little competition thing. That whole thing, I don't know. It's not for me. There's another glider in there, but nonetheless, it is a real. It is an update. So it's it it's isn't.
0: just for Dan. It doesn't. It's not for
4: Jesse. Just for Dan. Well, I don't. I don't know. If he does, I don't want to hear about it.
1: Uh huh.
2: You're I a little don't. more. Up Don't front worry. with yours, Dan is, Yeah, he's put himself out there. So,
4: yeah. Uh, when? What?
0: When did? I, what? Just, when did just Just, just, Dan, oh, just let it be. Good.
2: Just, let, just let, 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 it let it be. be. It's okay. It's just okay.
4: let it be. Hate, you need I to hate forget all, about I hate it, you guys. By, by yeah, watching off the mic, we
2: can still be friends. Don't worry. <laughs> oh,
4: can it? <laughs> <laughs> I have to reconsider that. But I'm right. trying to get through this news so we can get to this topic here. <laughs>
0: Well, then get on go, with
4: go. it. All right. Um, Spartan. Uh, Burke Hammer put out a video uh, kind of explaining his experiences uh, with Spartan and the Vortex wireless system. Talks a little bit about uh, some of the stuff they've got going in the version 3. Uh, just kind of a nice little overview of, of where they're at, what their plans are. Uh, so if you are considering that, uh, definitely te- check that out. There's been, you know, I've heard really, really good stuff. I'm, I'm still camping out. I'm, I'm holding strong. I'm waiting for that electric governor. But the second that they it shows up and people say <laughs> that it's good, I think that might be my one more system I'm willing to try this year. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. K- KDS. Uh, ugh. Man, really. So F9, they make (laughs) canopies, and now what do you know? KDS has a fuselage kit that looks exactly like the Align one, that looks exactly like the Forza one. They're pretty much all starting to look exactly the same now.
3: Like the Goblin one and all
4: that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it looks nice. It's just a slip cover type setup for the boom. It it really does look cool. It looks nice. Uh, You get to remove your boom supports.
3: What He's I sure. say next year everything's going to have a fuselage on it?
4: Yeah, not everything that Nick owns. That's for yeah, sure. yeah, not
3: my heli. Yeah,
4: you well, say that now, it. Jesse. You're going to be flying the same stuff in 15 years, so Dude, yeah. his compass N7. coming out with <laughs> <What>? fuselages. <laughs> leave Leave me alone, yeah, his <laughs> compass. <laughs> unless compass comes out with which, one. Yeah, then which I'm, they will man,
2: then I'm all on board, guys. You I'll be pushing the crap out of those things. So <laughs> don't you guys worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Uh no, but it does look really nice. They've got a video. Um, uh, so check that out. Let's see you know, we had kind of joked and made fun okay, well, all right. Let's we'll be we'll be blunt. We did Rewind. not kind of joke. And make fun of.
3: We beat the piss on yeah, it. Yeah, we hated did. on it pretty hard. <laughs> we
4: pretty much annihilated the Century Condor. But there is a there's a really cool thread up on Freak um, I just got to say one thing: it does not matter how clear of pictures you take. You
2: can't make the heli look good, dude.
4: It is a very different shape now. Going over like the actual, you know, the mechanics of it. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Like that portion of it, I, I really like the cover for the boom. It it actually looks, I mean, dude, they've got helical torque tube gears in there. It looks like a very nice, very purpose-built gasser.
3: Dan, I think Nick's building the compliment sandwich. Yeah, he's working up to it. He put a lot of meat
4: on that sandwich. No, I I mean, you know, Carrie brought up a a Radical
0: 30 with different frames to me. Does it? Yeah.
4: I I don't know. Which the
0: Radical 30 was kind of plagued with problems until they brought out the version 2.
4: Oh. Maybe this is like the version 3 with a different canopy. Hmm. Yeah. I will say that that
0: heli is. It's. It is a purpose-driven machine. Yeah. It, yeah, it is an industrial machine. It's not. It's not a machine yeah. that is designed.
3: Yeah, for... but why can't we? Why can't we do work and look sexy while we're yeah, doing we, it? We do not want to
2: scare you know? people
3: while we're working.
4: Yeah. Come on. I, well, I agree. But hey, it, you <laughs> but, know, swinging eight thirties, fifteen pound payload at thirty yeah. minute flight time.
2: I was just gonna say that it's definitely purpose-driven. There is a
3: market out there for this, so somewhere
0: but it's not sexy enough for justin's market
3: no it's not (laughs) i i'm i'm okay with saying (laughs) that i'm superficial at at at, at least at that level
1: yeah
4: yeah uh so (laughs) we had mentioned it earlier nick maxwell helix blades uh, he does a great bit it's a long one i want to say it's like 13 14 minutes long kind of going through the history What happened last year, uh, why the blades were there, then why all of a sudden they disappeared. It actually had to do with uh, a Boeing airplane, believe it or not. It sucked up all the carbon fiber that they get it. Because everything that Helix is made in the U.S., which is a big deal. They get the carbon from the U.S. And then uh, where they're manufactured is in the U.S. So because of other large industrial Projects within the US that actually affected the supply of their product, which forced them to go in house with more stuff, which actually worked out to a huge benefit. And Justin, you know, I had mentioned the 715 thing. Mm -hmm. He made a comment in there that really caught my attention, which was because of the kind of what they did with the new blades and by working with the stiffness of them, the CG, the the different resin material that they put them hold all together with or whatever, they actually got the weight down and kept the stability to the point where 715s on a nitro is not unheard of anymore.
3: Oh, interesting.
4: Yeah, and that's a pretty What's big the weight? That's a whole blade. ball game. Dude. I don't know. I don't think he goes into the specifics. But that does, I mean, that that changes things big time. Mm. Yeah, true. And if you want to talk about stability, this was very impressive to me. He, he runs the same blades on his FAI machine as he does his 3D. Mm-hmm. Nice. Just think, mm. Justin, how
0: long you'll be able to invert auto over top of people with those 715s. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah,
4: dude, you'll be able to come into a Floaty dead stop as hell. Yeah, so I'm. I think that I'm actually. Pff, I think I might pick a set of the new ones up.
2: When do they come out? Are they? When out? You guys
3: do this. What.
0: Cause now I'm gonna have to buy different blades, <laughs>
4: dude. You know how many emails I get that? No, that short, doesn't mean anything. Who short knows? and sweet emails that just say I hate you. <laughs> God, thanks. Now I have to go buy this.
0: You guys start flying Icon, then I have to switch over to Icon. You start flying the Compass blades. Of course, that was a that was all right because those are cheaper.
4: Yeah, and and that's still my. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, no matter how awesome these things fly, they're still really friggin' expensive. And th- I still believe the Compass Blades are probably the best bang for the buck. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm going to be... So, you didn't, you didn't answer my question. Are, th- are they out? When are they
2: out? I don't see them, see them out. Watch Experience.
4: Okay. Experience is like, that's their big okay. uh, retailer. I will be giving those a try. Yeah, I think we all
0: should.
3: Yeah, same here.
0: I'm not. Hey, Screw you guys.
3: But I also (laughs) want to try the Rail 716s.
4: Yes. That Ah, is very fair. I haven't
3: flown those before. I've only flown the 696s, and I think they're awesome.
4: They are awesome. They are. Okay, news of the week. Are we ready? Hmm. We need predictions. Drum roll. Oh, I love predictions. Go, go. Okay. Gowie announced that on May second, 2014, the next NX series Heli will be announced. Hmm. Now
3: we it's gotta natural. be careful here because every time they do this and we make a prediction it ends up being something less cool than what we predict. So let's predict something underwhelming. An NX250.
1: <laughs> An
3: NX3, that's it. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: With a, a .15 motor in there, right?
3: It's powered by a rubber band. <laughs> and sounds like a B. You you know, I'm, going I, in, I'm going on NX7. I was gonna yeah. say I think we'd be stupid not to say NX7, but then again they've made a fool of us a number of times before in the last year or two. I'll uh, I'll
2: switch it up. I'm I'm gonna go. There's a huge there's an opening in the 50 size nitro market right now. There hasn't been a a dominant 50 size nitro release for quite a while. You know that's actually. Kind I of fair. I think there there could be a good yeah, quite a market
0: there's a
3: for one for that.
0: I'm thinking, I'm thinking big gasser. Well but see I don't know if they're going But gonna... then it
3: should be the G. Yeah, it's an NX. Well,
0: they're still calling the the little one a NX, aren't they? The little gasser.
3: Well, yeah, that's true.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they're going You can buy that motor right now, by the way. That little gasser motor. But I don't I don't think they're doing it as a whole like kit. It's still well, how just How about like this? A I
3: think they'd be They'd be crazy not to release an NX-7, given how big the N7 has hit the market Yeah, as a new 90-size Nitro. And they're probably thinking to themselves, man, we got to get in on that action. So, yeah, I think an NX-7 is actually a pretty good bet.
4: That's my story.
3: Now, what I want to know is, if it is an NX-7... Is it a ground-up redesign, or is it an X7 with a 90 shoehorned into it? Because you got to admit that's it's a unique airframe as it is the X7. So, Justin, does, sure. does it matter? Well, yeah, I kind of think it does because I bet you it'll be
4: it'll be just a nitro version of the X7. You think so? Yeah. It'll,
3: uh,
2: very similar appearance, I would guess.
4: Well, appearance, outward appearance
3: I'm fine with, but I think there's something to doing a dedicated nitro design as opposed to just saying, "Hmm, how can we convert this electric to a nitro?" Just
0: cut a couple more holes in the frame and slap a nitro motor in there. Yeah, exactly,
3: yeah. Dan. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: I would well, like to see know. I would like to see an NX7.
3: Yeah. Would this uh if it was an NX7, Dan, would I'm, that make you think nah. seriously about not getting an n seven no,
0: I'm kind of donald with Gowie. i I had my run with the next five,
3: yeah, so did I, but I'm not sure that I'd hold that against them I, from I don't so many years I don't hold
0: ago. it against them I mean it's not that I wouldn't want to do it, but I'm kind of I'm kind of digging that n seven and I just oh
2: wait know, wait till you see it in person,
0: I think the big issue is. And I get it because I understand I put that X5 in really hard, I mean I did, and I smashed the shit out of it. It was so <laughs> goddamn expensive that I just I just blew off even getting it back in the air.
2: Yeah, but Dan, that's like with anything, dude. Any anytime well, know, you put something in really hard, it's going to be I expensive.
0: Logic and reason get you nowhere with me. Yeah. You know, that
3: was his experience, so that's what defines his view the of the it brand.
0: Is. It's just the way it is. No 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 logical explanation. I'm a, <laughs> I'm like a woman that way.
1: Logic doesn't like a woman doesn't... in a lot of ways. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry.
4: Uh-huh. Dude that was like put it on a T and hand me the bat. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Why do I put myself through this
4: with you guys every Friday night? I don't know, because you love us. Yeah, <laughs> got nothing better to do. Ain't that All right, let's let's get out of the news. Let's talk yeah. about let's before talk we get about in, out of the news. Wait, wait, I've else? got news. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I've
3: got. I, I'll make it quick. Yeah, Justin's gonna relax. make it quick, guys. You. Just, <laughs> come oh, hold on. This is not <laughs> Nick. <laughs> we're talking about Justin. Dude. Is that
2: the news? You're gonna make it
3: quick. Is that that is the news? <laughs> Here we go.
1: Justin's gonna. Okay, make you're it gonna quick. you're
3: gonna be sorry that you're you're making fun when you Ooh. hear the news. <laughs> Are you ready? Sure. Our friend Carrie Shirley has just started a new company called Gas Powered Helicopters. You guys have probably seen it as a Facebook page that someone has asked you or invited you to like or follow, and basically what Carrie's doing here is he is going to have he's going to supply anything that comes to helping you build operate or maintain your gasser okay and i think he's got he's got big ideas for this and he's starting out with the leviathan design gas goblin conversion for the goblin 700 and he's putting the, the kits together right now. I think they're going to be available in the next couple of weeks. I don't know. I'm sure he'll correct me on that if I got it wrong. But, yeah, for those of you who are into gas and gas or helicopters, start paying attention to this one because the gas man himself is going to be putting something new out on the market. I think
4: that's cool because yeah. someone like myself, you know, if I really did want to, you know, get into gas into gasers, I, I i wouldn't know where to go to get all this stuff from you know what i mean i, I wouldn't know anything yeah I, I would kind of know what i want but i wouldn't know where to get it and so if he can kind of streamline that and be the one-stop gas shop ooh, i like that you see how that just rolled right off the dunk um Quit that'd patting be cool. yourself
0: on the back and get on with it
3: Oh, dude, yeah. (laughs) Carrie is gonna. Carrie and I have already been talking, Nick. You don't know it yet, but you you are gonna be short. You're gonna you're going to convert your your Goblin 700 to a gasser. Oh, really? Yeah,
4: yeah. Well, someone's got to get some use out of your toxic owl motor.
3: Oh, mine is waiting. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's all all I got.
0: I actually have one bit of news. Oh, oh dude.
3: Wow. <laughs> you, you know what? You lose all your this, shit-giving but privileges, here's the difference. Dan. I, this
0: is actually going to be a quick mention. And when I say that, I mean that. Our friends at Rotary Wing RC, they are going to be bringing on the KDS line. So congratulations, guys, for growing your shop, getting some more product yeah. in there. Keep on trucking. So if you guys are looking for KDS stuff, give them a call.
4: You know, we should also mention that. <sighs> oh, shit. Dude, <laughs> this is about them. Oh, So okay. just All right. All right. can your pie hole. They- <laughs> <laughs> They're dealing Contronic now as well. I mean, they are really, really growing. Yeah. And that's cool because we're hearing the feedback, you know, from them. On you know yeah it's awesome it's it's great to see you know you guys helping spread the word and it's just this it's a great it's a great opportunity for us you know mm-hmm. to help them out for them to help us out and yeah piling on more products and it's shown because every time I every time I hop up here it's like whoa we got something else now that they're carrying yep. so that's awesome give them a shot that it Jesse yep. news.
2: No, no news. Sweet. Move on. Yeah.
0: This week's news is brought to you by Helidaily.com, your daily RC
4: helicopter news magazine. Who's listening to their customers? Katie e is listening to their customers. Their new G3 line of motors are exactly what you asked for. Want a lightweight motor with no sacrifice in power? The 700XF535 is what you're after. Want unboggable power on 12 or 14S? Slap in a 700XF 455 motor for insane amounts of power. There's even the new XF Multirotor Series motors for when precision and quality are a must. Stop by www.kdedirect.com and pick out your new G3 Series motors.
0: We made it through the news. We made it through. Now it's time to hit the topic that I've been excited about for quite some time. I know a lot of listeners have been excited about it. We kind of teased it a little bit last week. We're going to dig into some fly bar list stuff. We're going to take it a little deep this time. I know we, we, uh, we kind of started talking. Justin gave a bit of an example of a PID control loop last week is that kind of where you guys want to start with a little bit of theory first and work into it or
3: yeah i think that makes the most sense i mean let's lay some background there you know i kind of touched on this last week and what i said was there's always there's a mix of different feelings about this topic and some people just want to be told go and turn this knob to fix this problem Others want to actually get into some of the details. So if we don't go into the details, the theory, then I'm going to get hate mail from people. <laughs> yep. How about that?
0: I like it. Let's do it. Lead us off, man.
3: Teach. Okay. Fly barless controllers is the topic. And really, when we get into the, the fundamental theory behind it, and we're not going to go super deep, but I, I want you guys to. To get a little bit better of a feel for things, it can apply not just to fly barless controllers, but to your old school fly barred gyro or your governor. We've talked about governor gain and stuff like that before as well. What what I want to start with is to just lay sort of the foundation of what that controller is doing. okay? and it's it's referred to as a control loop. We've talked about that before. There's some terminology. It's not too crazy. But in the control loop, we typically have P's, I's, and D's. Or usually it's mostly P and I. But D does get in there a little bit. P means proportional. I means integral. D means derivative. Okay? And so before we go into those details, what is the control loop? trying to do it's it's actually kind of simple it's trying to maintain a set point that you've told it okay so if we're talking about tail you put your rudder at a certain uh, location you tell it you want it to be tail in and using all the sensors the the gyros in the actual system It says, well, where is the actual tail compared to where Dan tells me I want it to be? And the difference between the actual location and your set point is called an error. And the error is really the key to all of this. And it's where the gains come in. The only thing that's happening in a control loop here is that the little brain inside your fly system or your governor is sensing that that number, let's say head speed or tail location or tail speed. And it's calculating the error between what it senses and what you told it you wanted it to be. And it is applying a gain to that error term. It's feeding that back into the control loop and it's making a decision about what to do next based on that. Proportional gain is it, it it makes sense when you think about the word. The proportional gain basically just says I look at how much error I've got and I'm going to apply a a proportional term to that error. I'm going to multiply that yeah. error by some number, a factor. A factor. Yes, yeah. right, Jesse. That's it. Okay? The integral gain looks at what is that error doing from a historical standpoint, meaning over time. The integral gain looks at the history of the error. The longer that that error exists, the harder the integral portion of the control loop pushes to get you back to your set point. The derivative, or the D term, looks at the rate that the error changes at. And it says, hey, in the last couple of seconds, it's, it's been changing this fast. I'm going to use that to predict ahead the next couple of seconds. And I think it's going to do this. And it, it makes an action or it makes a change based on that. Okay. Those three terms, in one form or another, are in a majority of the control loops that we deal with in helis. Now, you know, sometimes you don't get a D. Sometimes you can get away with just P and I, or the D term is so small that you don't really need to worry about it. And the reason for that is is that the D is very sensitive to... Noise on the signal, vibrations, for example, because of the way it looks at the air. So we start with that first, okay? And we had an example last week. We talked about the the car problem. And I gave you the example about the proportional, which was whenever Nick driving behind Dan saw that he was closing the distance. between the two cars, the five car lengths, if his P gain or his proportional response was too high, he was basically going to slam on the brakes. And then as he saw he was pulling away, he's going to slam on the gas, and he's going to bounce back and forth if the P gain is too high. Then he adds the integral gain into that, the I gain. And what that does is he says... As long as I'm not at my five car lengths and I've got an error, I'm going to keep on applying gas or brake until I close in exactly to that set point. What we didn't talk about is the D gain and where the D gain would come in is he would look at how quickly am I closing that gap between Dan and my car or how quickly is that gap widening? And then how do I make a decision then to apply the gas or the brake? A PI loop can can actually be a very stable, very solid control system. But when you add the D, you increase the speed at which the whole system responds. And so that's what D gives you. That's sometimes why you'll see D in tail because of the rate at which things change in the tail system. Does that make sense?
0: It does. One question that comes to mind, and you might be ready to get into this, is um, can... Okay, so you've got the P. Let's just worry about the P and the I right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Does does the I gain... How does it affect, or is there a relative change in the P in relation to what the I is doing? Because what I don't get is how can it seems they have to work together
4: oh yeah okay yeah. so yep.
0: does it somehow affect the number on the p if the I sees that it needs to is there a rel is there some type of relation between those two
3: there no there's no explicit relation Dan there's general uh, rule of like starting point yeah but I mean. But but to be clear, if I change my p gain value, I think this is what you're asking, Dan. That doesn't change my i gain value. Right. If my i is set at let's say 10 and my p's at 20, and I increase my p to 30, that's not going to affect the value of my i gain. It's going to affect how the helicopter behaves, though. Yeah. So they they are they are. Related in that sense,
4: and that might make you
3: want to change your eye gain a little bit. Mm
4: -hmm. That's true, yeah. That's true because
2: now the system's responding differently,
4: yeah. But it it doesn't particularly like need or have to happen. It could, you know, if your P is if your P gain is way off and you adjust it and go way down, you know, let's let's take a tail for example, if you've got just a, a wicked fast wag, you know that You're dealing with under hard load, uh, tuning a tail, and your p gain is way too high, so you bring your p gain way down until you get that fast wag to go away, and now all of a sudden you've got a real slow, lazy wag in a hover. You know, now you're into a situation where, yes, you have to tune the eye, you have to go ahead and lower the eye a little bit to get that out of it. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, there's those kind of general rule of thumbs, but it's, it's still pretty kind of out there as far as yes and no i've
0: been thinking about getting an electric guys and i got to tell you i am getting a little tired listening to nick and jesse go on about their awesome charging cases justin i'm thinking about getting myself a cage threat man what do you think about that
3: dan seriously that is the last charger you will ever need I mean, we're talking 2,000 watts of power out of a Meanwell power supply that goes into the iCharger 4010 Duo. And the screen is even detachable. So I suggest that you head over to ProgressiveRC.com and get one today, dude. And this is actually
2: extremely relevant. I've just taken two classes on control loop theory. And just, you know, we're kind of talking about some general relative terms here. Just in general, there's stuff, there's there's kind of four basic things that, I don't know, I, I guess characteristics of the response of a system that we can control by implementing a PID um, controller into the system. And kind of what we break it down to, or what I've learned to break it down to is, you know, we got the rise time, which is... How quickly does your system achieve the set point that you've set? And um, we have the overshoot, which is now the system is, you know, it's it's heading towards that set point, like Justin had mentioned. Let's say we set the tail at an orientation. Now the the system is heading towards that set point, but does it go past it? Does it overshoot the system and create that air? And um, we have the settling time, which is, you know, how, much, how long does it take the system to settle down and finally achieve that set point that you set? And then we have the long-term steady-state error, which is no matter how long you, know, you give the system to try to react and use those gains to compensate for that error, is there still going to be an error left over. So just in extremely, extremely general terms, I've, I've actually found this really helpful applying this to helis as well. Um, so I have here that the P gain will help you to decrease the rise time, but as a consequence, like Justin mentioned, it can slightly increase the overshoot of the system. And then as another positive, it can decrease the steady state air. Now with the eye gain, the main focus with the eye is that you're going to eliminate that steady state air or in respect to helis, that you know slight drift or maybe it's not tracking through hard maneuvers and you're getting that. It just won't hold the heading. You're getting that, long, that long-term air. That's where the eye gain comes into place. And then the D is really going to help decrease your overshoot and decrease your settling time. Um, yep. So just... And just, you know, those are extremely, extremely general control loop theory, what each gain is pertaining to. But that can actually help you kind of work through and, you know, as you increase one gain, you're going to see certain consequences and advantages. But then like Dan mentioned, it's not directly affecting your I gain, but all of a sudden now, let's say you introduce more P gain and you know you may have to adjust your i gain to try to tune out some of those negatives that you now introduce by increasing the p gain in your system yeah. so
4: there's a there's a big balancing act there i don't think you should go for it automatically though dan i don't think you should you should tell yourself like oh okay i'm going to bump up my p gain by 10 points therefore automatically i have to bump up my i gain by 6 I don't I don't think no. you should do that.
3: No, there's not a there yeah, you know, that's a key thing, Nick. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people that I talk to that that want to troubleshoot their flybarless systems, yeah. they want that that formula. Or the they ratio yeah, they that, want to keep the ratio you know, the same. If my P is twenty-five, then what should my I be? And what you can do if, if you've got a good enough feel for things and you've tuned that particular system enough on that size of heli or on that type of heli, then you might be able to suggest, okay, your P's at 25, Put your start with your I at around 10, mm-hmm. but there's no mathematical formula that says P25, I12 will always work. And so what you, what you want to do is you want to learn, as Jesse said, you want to learn what the effects of each of the gains have on a particular feature on the helicopter. And, and there are rules of thumb. There are guidelines for tuning, but it's not a, it's not a quantitative or a number based thing necessarily. That's going to get you there for helis. Okay. There's a a lot of, it's a characteristic. So for example, my rule of thumb, the way I tend to want to do things is I think about it in terms of what each one is going to do. P gain is always the one that I start with when I'm going in advanced tuning. Now that, it, that we're, we're talking about just by virtue of the fact that we're talking P, I, and D, we're talking advanced tuning. Everyone knows that most fly systems out there have in one form or another just a, say, a tail gain or a head gain slider. And what that usually represents is some combination of the two or three gain terms at a fixed ratio or one gain term in, in a major way. And then you have to go in and and fine tune stuff. So when we're talking advanced settings, we look at, this is Justin's rule of thumb. Other people may see it differently. What I do is I look at P gain first, okay? What I want to do with P gain is I want to increase it such that I'm going to get, as Jesse was talking about, that initial rise time. I'm getting the, the fast response that I'm looking for. So I give an input. It rapidly moves towards the, the set point I'm telling it, okay? Yep. You, you go up to the point where you're going to start getting that fast wag, Kind of like Nick on the brakes and the gas in his car. He's got too much P gain. You're going to increase the overshoot. That's right. You drop then then you back that P gain off a little bit so you're not getting that oscillation. And I go to the I gain now. You increase that I gain, and as as we talked about again, that the I gain is supposed to minimize in the long term minimize the difference between the set point and the actual i.e. the error okay Mm -hmm. the steady state error jesse used that term it's not surprising if you take a step back and think about it for a second why we in the hobby use the term heading hold heading hold and integral gain i gain are synonymous with each other the i term is the portion of the control loop that acts to maintain a heading over the long run. Yeah. And I always, okay. I always
2: think about this with the V-bar. You know, you you think you hear if you have a very slow wag that doesn't go away. So basically what that means is you have a, an air in your system that's not going away, a constant wag.
3: What are you going to change? You change the eye gain to reduce that air. Because, yep, and, and the reason is that as you increase the eye gain... You reduce the steady-state error, or you increase the ability for the heading to be held, but consequently, you never you you never get all benefits. You increase the overshoot capabilities of the control system. Yeah. So the more I gain, you have the larger overshoot you're going to get, and that's where you get that slow wag, yep. okay? Which so, brings
2: you to the D gain,
3: <laughs> yeah. So we've increased our P gain until we got fast wags. We've dropped it off a bit. Okay. But it's not holding heading hard. Okay. We talk about how do we tune our tail? We do a punch out with a hard right aileron that really stresses it because of the mechanics and the physics of the heli. So what that means, what you're going to see is with high P gain, you're going to punch it. It's going to respond quickly and try to bring it back to tail in for you, but As it settles in and you start pulling full collective and hard aileron, the tail's going to drift or it's going to pull out a little bit. It's not going to hold where it needs to be. Increase your eye gain. okay? And then once you've got those two tuned, if your system allows you to tune a derivative term, what the derivative term, the D term, is supposed to do is basically improve the speed at which it settles to its set point. Okay. And Jesse used the term in his, in his four point discussion of settling time. Okay. So what the D term does is it decreases overshoot and it tends to increase the stability of the overall loop. The problem is that, as I said before, D and here's a mathematical term, D means derivative it's really sensitive to noise. And in our world, noise means vibrations, okay? Those, those vibrations are amplified by the controller when it takes a derivative of that, of that error. And so, so, depending on the controller, some manufacturers will choose not to give you the option to tune D-gain, or they will constrain the range over which Mm -hmm. you can tune it significantly so that you can't as as a non-expert tuner get yourself into a situation where the d-gain blows up and you lose stability and the thing falls out of the sky
2: yep wow
0: okay
4: there's (laughs) a little to swallow
3: (laughs) (laughs) i love it um, I know it stings a little, but there's, there's, you know, <laughs> there's only so much you can bring it down to earth before you just got to bite the bullet.
2: I mean, I, I just think it's so cool because these, these PID controllers exist in so many other systems behind besides helis that we use, you know, every single day. Yet
4: the characteristics of what each gain does remains the same. So, yep. Dan, you get do you want around do, the basics? Do you want to do a little application to the actual heli now?
0: I do. That's. I want to apply that through because I mean, I, at the basic level, and a very basic understanding, and the little bit of research I've been doing over the last week, I get, I get that basic idea. But here, here's what I, here's the, the application of this process. Um, okay. That that's where it all, it, it all kind of starts to go crazy because it's like. It almost feels like you're just randomly picking gains,
4: ah uh, no okay and no. and just
0: like hoping that these three well, settings work okay, no. so
4: there was those four
2: characteristics that I outlined can be like those can be directly applied to a characteristic that you can see in the way that your heli responds, so you know we can we can relate the the overshoot characteristic into. You know, is your is your heli holding long term? So, like Justin mentioned, you do a punch out. Does the tail blow out and then come back, or does the tail blow out and then stay blown out? So that would be, you know, a, a long term. That would also kind of tie into the steady state air one. That would be, it it overshoots the system and there's a steady state air because it it doesn't come back. But I think there's and one thing you
4: gotta do first, and that's where ours might different to, uh, you know, what we have in our helis might be, might differ a little bit, you know, to like that technicality. The vocabulary. Yeah, Yeah. that vocabulary is you have to get out there and you have to tune your main gain first because Mm -hmm. you have to get close. If you just go out there and expect that you're going to start, you know, you put it up into the first hover and you start chasing PID it's going to be a bad day, <laughs> yeah. a bad, very long, very frustrated day. So Dan, to, to kind of, you know, get you going in that direction, you know, these, the manufacturers of the fly systems have determined, you know, they're all a little bit different. They all tune a little bit different. Some rely more on a specific game than others do for that feel that they like. So your best bet is to really to go out there and try and maximize. And when we say maximize the gain, which is get it up as high as possible, to where it, you start. And you're talking to see.
0: about the main, just the main slider, like the yeah.
4: Well, and it doesn't matter for 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 head or tail. I mean this this can be applied either way. To go and up that there. in it in itself is a rule of thumb.
2: Nick, you're saying we start lower, yeah, and we increase the gain, yep. As much as we possibly can, to where we notice negative symptoms, and then we might back it down just a couple. Yes,
4: absolutely. A- yep, absolutely. And then, okay.
0: So before you go on, okay, let's let's start. Let's leave it at that. We're talking about we'll talk about the head right now. Okay. We 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 start at the default setting, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we go ahead and start slowly creeping it up. What is gonna be the first negative thing that we that we should notice? Uh, as the gain starts to get too uh, high, an ex- as an
4: overall gain, an ex- and the again, the overall gain. This okay. is going to depend on on some flybarless systems are more prone to certain things than others. Like icon, usually the first thing that you will really notice. Um, and again, pilot skill plays a big role in this too. If you're just cruising around sport flight, you are going to end up a lot higher. Than if you can really hammer on the heli, because if you can hammer on the heli and your main gains too high, you'll notice that you might have a pretty little wicked elevator bobble at the end of a stop or a little bit of an aileron shake. So if I'm doing, you know, real hard, fast, uh, like rainbows or um, tick tocks or something, every time the heli goes to stop on the cyclic, it might give a bobble or a shake and that's going to be your head gain too high. Uh, in an extreme case, like on an icon, I think Jesse, we were talking about uh, for V bar, it's usually an elevator bobble. Yeah, yeah. An uh, icon, an extreme case would be actually in a hover. It will shutter. It'll shake yeah. on the aileron access in yeah. a hover. Yeah, that's one other the thing, same
3: exact thing as the Bavarian demon. Yeah. One other thing to add is you will all if
2: you're flying the heli hard enough, you'll also notice you can see the confusing part is there's a wag or there's a bobble when the head gain is too low and there's a bobble when the head gain is too high
0: how do you differentiate between the two
2: and the The, start low and just keep going up yeah so you you start low (laughs) and you know that you're you're passing through that and the the bobble at a lower head gain it it will be extremely it'll be very loose and i'm not exactly sure how to describe that but it will not be like a quick oscillation it'll just kind of you know, very loosely bobble on the yeah. Axis it's of the a head. slower.
4: Uh, generally, it's a lot more exaggerated and a lot less uh, tighter and crisper and sharp right. of yeah, a right. bobble. You know, right. like that shake when you get in a hover on an icon when the main gain is too high. It'll literally sit there and and shake like it's like high it's frequency. cold. High frequency, yeah, very yeah. high frequency. Um, if you've got the main gain way too low. It'll just feel really crappy, and like if you were to do yep. a pitch pump at the bottom of your pitch pump, so you know you get positive pitch, you come back down negative, and you go positive again, <laughs> that thing looks like it's about ready to fall off a table. I mean, it just yeah, it a, huge a, huge wobble. wobbles that are uncontrolled and really kind of just uh, uh, unvery. Uh, it's just it and, looks like crap. So believe it or not, that can be take- a a
2: really good maneuver for, I've actually used that in the past two, you know, it's not the most advanced maneuver, you know, a lot of people can can perform that, a simple pitch pump, and you go up, and when you're given that negative pitch, if you transition back over to positive, how crisp is that transition? Does the heli change angles? Is there a yep. really loose bobble? Um, that can actually be a really good indication I'm gonna of throw, head throw.
0: I want to throw another thing that I've seen. Haven't noticed it so much on the Icon, but I definitely noticed it on the Skookum. In that pitch pump, it's almost like the head and the tail at the extremes of those pitch pumps are not equal. In other words, at the bottom, and you go up, it's like the head almost climbs quicker than the tail. The tail does eventually catch up, Mm -hmm. and you get to the top, and you go down again. It's like the head goes down first, and the tail slowly follows.
1: Yep.
3: Yep. Yeah. It feels loose. And that's what I, I want to go back really quick to what we were talking about before, which is what's the difference between a main gain as we're referring to right now mm-hmm. and the advanced gains. Really what the main gain is, is we talked about PI and D and let's talk about V bar. Cause everyone knows V bar. You switch over on your tail to the advanced settings menu and your defaults look something like P at 80 and I at 60. Okay. And so when you go back to your main gain slider and you're moving that from like, you know, whatever it is, 40 up to 130 or I can't remember what the range is. That that main slider is a course adjustment for P and I at the fixed ratio that is specified in the advanced menu okay right so in other words for every four points of i gain or p gain that i have i have three points of i gain that's the ratio 80 over 60 and now i move that slider up and down and with that fixed ratio i'm changing my numbers yeah. The advanced gain menu then allows you to fine tune those two numbers about the course point that you just set on your main slider and tune the ratio. And in, which in most most cases the ratio is more important than the absolute
4: value mm-hmm. at least initially when you're tuning. And and what you got to understand is that depending on the flybarless system some will show those adjustments, mm-hmm. and some will not. And so, you know, you might say, well, I, ju- I adjusted my main gain, but my P is still at 80, and my I is still at 60. They're, they're 80. And that's V-bar. eighty and Yeah, 80 and 60 in V-bar at uh, a 104, let's say, you know, you're at 90 on the tail gain, is not actually the same P and I in the control loop sense as if it's down at 80 on the tail gain. So yep. th- that's why it is so crucial and critical to get the main gain tuned first before you ever go in and do any of that because you have to get in the ballpark. You have to get all of those course adjustments down as close as you can, you know, collectively together. And then say, okay, now I'm going to go after and tackle these small little symptoms. Yeah, and on the other hand, to that, so
2: recently, then this is kind of what actually gave me a little a little bit of trouble on the icon. The icon does show you the change in those gains, so yes, you'll it does. you'll be in the basic menu on the icon, and at the very last tab, you'll see that you have a gain, and. Now, when you're tuning, you want to make sure that is your basic gain, Mm -hmm. and that's going to adjust your P and I in its respective ratios. Now, what I did, which was stupid, was jump straight over to the P and I and kind of neglect the basic gain, and it ended up throwing the ratios way off, where the manufacturer already has those fairly close. So you want to make sure that you tune those basic gains which will be reflected in the individual values in the p and i and then fine tune from there.
3: Yeah. That is key. Very I very there slight differences be
2: between flybarless systems. Because yeah. you can
3: very easily get, you know, the So the the problem with with all of this knowledge is you get a lot of people out there that know just enough to be dangerous. And then they think they've got it in their head and they go screwing around with this crap. And all of a sudden, the heli feels way shittier than they've ever felt before. And they get discouraged and they say, OK, screw it. It's the fly system. This fly system sucks or this heli sucks or they mm-hmm. go back to the default settings and they just accept that. Well, I can't figure out how to tune it better. So I guess I'll just have to deal with the default settings. It, it, it comes with experience and messing around with these things. And really what what I suggest is go out and, you know, let's just let's assume for the time being you got your heli tuned through whatever method to fly the way you like it right now. OK, so go and choose one parameter. Let's say it's main gain on the tail or P gain on the tail. Just write down and the settings first. Write down the settings <laughs> yeah. first or save the file if you've <laughs> got the option to do yourself. that. Yeah. And then go and and change it and do a move. Do do a maneuver on the heli and see how it affects things. That's really the only way you're going to start to get a really good feel for how to do this. Because yep. it's one thing to sit here and say, I understand a control loop and I know what P, I, and D do mm-hmm. when I turn those knobs. But if you can't relate that to or distinguish between subtle differences in behavior on the heli, then you're going to be chasing your tail—no pun intended—all all freaking day. And the and the other hard part is every
2: single mechanical system is different.
3: Oh, dude! <laughs> so you
2: seriously have to—you, I mean—you literally have to learn your heli and how your heli responds to different gains. Yeah, because. Any little variable. There's so many variables in these, you know, in helicopters that every single mechanical system here responds differently to an input. Yep. The, yep. The so, blame. are you
0: guys telling me that with your respective flybarless units that you're flying, when you first started messing with those units, after you felt like you got your main gains uh, set at a reasonable level, you actually just arbitrarily started fiddling? one or two points here or there on different games and then experienced what it did and just took note. Well, you at some you point,
2: have yeah. A, a basis or a, you know, you have these go-by kind of rule of thumbs, but ultimately you have to make small adjustments. Look at the physical change that it made to the model. Take note of that and apply that to your next setting change. And
4: I do you, it. You got to
3: at some point, Dan, you you got to start somewhere. So, yes. When we all started fly barless tuning, we all probably had countless days where we went out and were frustrated and we wanted to fix this weird tenancy, and we just started messing around with the knobs and figured it out. Well, I can tell you. But at, at this level, you you've seen enough stuff to the point where. Now you can start to apply the theory. For example, when Nick and I are talking fly barless tuning and challenges we're having, we we're referring to, Oh dude, you know, the hell he's doing this. But at the end of the day, the way we come up with the solution is going back to PI and D and our knowledge of how it affects the control loop. And I understand not everyone's going to get there, nor does everyone want to get there, but Eventually, you've got to have a, a, a working knowledge of how the whole thing works. And
4: bank switching. To, to be able to get it really nailed, to get that last 10%. And bank switching is what really changed everything. That was the difference yeah. between miserable days and days of tuning and learning and still flying. You know, being able to, to set it up in your first bank that is exactly what you got. And I have that, you know, like with the icon, I've got three banks. So if I'm still trying to to work out one little thing, I'll I'll take my two guesses, if you want to call them that, at what's going to fix it on bank two and bank three. I'll go up, I'll fly for, say, 30 seconds to a minute. I'll try. I usually go all the way to the extreme bank, which would be number three, and then see if I notice anything or see if it maybe went in the right direction. If it went too far... Then I fall back into bank two, and it's usually perfect. If it doesn't, then I throw it back up to bank one, and immediate. Then I just continue to fly and enjoy my flight. So I I don't obsess about it anymore like I used to. And and one rule of thumb
2: that I kind of use with bank switching is you really want to make sure that you actually can notice a difference. And like you know, adjusting the p gain one or two percent, you're you're just not. It's probably not going to be a very clear no, oh, wow, the heli's flying so much better. Go five, go 10%. Make it extremely clear. Like, you know, I flipped the switch and now all of a sudden I notice this positive or negative tendency that the heli's doing. Yeah. Because if, if you just go small little increments, it's kind of like tuning a nitro, you know, going in one click at a time, you're not going to really notice the the change in pitch in the motor. You're not going to notice caution the caution
3: there. I agree with you completely, Jesse. You got to do coarse turn- tuning first so that you know how it affects mm-hmm. it and then fine tune. The only caution there is every fly system's system is different yep. and you cannot consider the numbers to be the same. Yep. You know, a, f- a gain of 50 on the V bar is completely different than a gain of 50 on the Bavarian Demon. And so is its sensitivity, yeah. and so on and so forth. The icon, yep. the Skookum. So just because on V bar you don't feel a difference unless you make a twenty point change, doesn't mean you should go over to the icon or another one and make a twenty point change. Yep, it's so you relative. can't start doing that course changing until you understand how the flybarless system works. Yeah,
2: yeah. I guess the main point there is: it, is it does you almost no good to make for your you know, for your specific fly barless unit to do very fine. Adjustments. Yeah, whatever that so, number you, is.
4: Two, whatever five, that adjustment ten, whatever, percentage yeah. is. Yeah. Go big till you really understand it and then back it back down. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it will really help you, you know, gain a
2: perspective on what each gain can do and how it affects your heli.
0: I'm going to run through an example of something I'm dealing with right now. And I'm sure there's going to be a ton of people that are kind of feel like they're in the same boat as I am where they're like, They're like, oh, man, I really kind of want to really understand this stuff, and I want to start doing this. So a real-world example with my Rush and the icon, and I mentioned it, I think. I know (laughs) I mentioned it to you, Nick. Yep. Might have mentioned it on the show. Um, It it Basically, overall, is flying really well. In TikToks, on either end, I'm noticing a shake or a bobble, and I can't be specific in... And what that is, if it's, if it's an aileron or an elevator, but what I'm getting mm-hmm. from this conversation, and I think what our listeners might be able to, to, who are at the same level as I am, might be able to get out of it, is I need to turn my main gain down a little bit and see if that starts to go away.
4: Up or down. I mean, I mean yeah, up or down. Up or down. You got to find out where you're at first and the, and then go Yeah, with, and
3: without seeing it or knowing the specific system, it's hard to say. And so
4: again.
0: basically, if I turn it down and I notice that it's getting worse, then yep. I need to go the other way. That's
3: right. And if you turn well, it up then and it again, gets worse. and again, there there are there's rarely a situation where at either extreme there's only one symptom. Okay? You know, if it's too low and you're getting a funny lazy wobble, it's probably also going to be accompanied with a really loose unconnected feeling if you're too high your wobble's going to be faster but in less aggressive moves the head will feel very rigid yeah and so again you got to you've got to think about exactly what that gain is going to have see, an look, effect on
0: at the same time we've got to tackle one problem at a time right we
4: yeah and, and i Yeah, I know what Dan's saying. I personally, Dan, that that exact situation is probably you have you are fighting one of probably the number one number one head complaints I've ever heard. Period. And Mm -hmm. you know where it usually applies is to an electric. Very rarely do you have people say I don't like how my nitro flies in TikToks. Yep. Reason for that is disc loading. The heavier your model gets on the same size blades at the same given head speed gets really tricky to tune. Yeah. It gets very, very tricky to tune to the point where sometimes you just flat out can't get that out unless, A, you're timing yourself. I mean, I can take my, my Raptor, for example, which is a an extremely forgiving tune model. I mean, it just right out of the box. It does not like to bobble. I can make it bobble in a TikTok. So that's almost... Bad collective management. Bad collective management, exactly. And that's really hard to determine when you're learning because you just, well, it bobbles, so it must not be tuned right. So with a TikTok bobble, I try and do... Kind of more of a of a process of elimination first. Like if you can't tell me one hundred percent, I mean, believe it or not, a tail kick in a TikTok <laughs> will look like a head a head bobble. Yep. A a tail kick that happens no more than two inches or one inch will make the head look like it shakes on either end of a TikTok. So yeah. Then we go back to those basic easier tests. For a maneuver that you know that you can do 100% and see. We'll go ahead and let's check the head gain in a pitch pump. Like we were talking. Does the head bobble when you pitch pump it? If it bobbles when you pitch pump it, it's going to bobble in a TikTok. Period. Then look at the tail when you pitch pump it. Does the tail kick out? Well, I mean, don't try and tune the TikTok if it doesn't pass the more basic maneuvers first. You guys are killing me. That kind yeah, of, Does they, that make I mean, sense, though? Break it down to the simplest and most basic maneuver that visually you can pick out, you know, you can pick out if it's doing anything negative. Um, like, I'll even turn my model side in and do a quick collective pitch bump. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, an elevator bobble in a head gain issue becomes blatantly different. I mean, it comes very obvious like, whoa, Oh my God, the freaking tail's moving up and down three inches. I didn't see that before. Wow. Okay. And now all of a sudden you go through all these range of gains, you know, up and down and this and that, and you can't get it out. And you're going, well, what the hell? This doesn't make any sense. And then, then maybe for again, that big ass heli, with all that weight, depending on head damping, depending on everything else, you go head speed. Head speed. We go up 50 rpm, and it all goes away. Yeah, Dan.
2: Something that that you know you will definitely relate to is it. It kind of goes back to tuning a nitro. You don't just look. You know, you don't just focus in on temperature. Yeah. You don't just focus in on. You guys are. You guys are throwing, and you don't just focus in on smoke.
0: But there's only there's only three or four variables in that. You guys are throwing like. 60 variables at me but it, it's, how are you it's supposed compl- to narrow this shit down well
2: they're, they're not necessarily variables they're they're different maneuvers you know they're you're seeing the same symptom but maybe through a different set of maneuvers and yep. you have to at you know you have to take that as a whole you can't just focus in on oh i have a bobble in a tiktok that must mean i have to adjust this gain. yeah there you know, is it's no not that simple TikTok bobble gain when they when you they have come to up with at, it i'll be happy You have to look at multiple maneuvers and how the heli responds, just like you have to do in tuning and nitro.
3: You have to look at multiple, you know, you have to look at sound, temperature, and smoke. That's why I'm going back and saying that you should start with basic maneuvers and go to the extremes and gains so you start to get a feel for what happens when you're at that level, when you're too low or when you're too high. Again, you start with course. You're not going to learn. I mean, you you can learn by keeping your tune the way it is and going out and doing some TikToks, hoping that A, your collective management is good and B, your technique is sufficient to not send you on a wild goose chase and then play with the tune that way. Or you can just stick with a basic pitch pump or something similar and look for what the tendencies are. And every fly barless system and every heli will have different tendencies most of them are sufficiently similar to know what you're chasing but ever so often yeah you know you get you get in a routine and uh and you are flying a certain type of heli or a certain type of fly barless system and then you get some something different something new for example nick's been talking about his woes with the v-bar he's been so focused on icon tuning and gotten so good at that That he gets a V-bar and it took him a couple, a number of flights to get back into the swing of things on how to tune. I'm having the same issue. Uh, You know, I've I've been flying the Demon now for almost two years and I feel like I know it like the back of my hand. And on all the previous helis I was flying, I could tune it with my eyes closed. I get this T-Rex DFC and well, the mechanics are a little different. And it doesn't tune quite the same on the tail. So I got to go back to basics. But it, it it helps to know what to look for for that particular fly barless system if you have to go back to basics.
1: <clears throat>
2: I mean, maybe, Dan, would you find it helpful to maybe list some of the maneuvers that we do to yeah. identify these different types of... absolutely. Okay. So for, for myself, when I'm trying to identify, you know, is this a P gain? Is this an overall gain? I gain? What, what am I looking at here? I mean, we've, we've mentioned it. I do the TikToks, So just a you know, a general, uh, elevator tick tock with like Nick had mentioned, great. You got to You really have to focus on collective management. Cause if you don't have good collective management, it's going to bobble no matter what gain you use on the head. So I do TikToks. I also do the pitch pumps, So you know full negative and straight transfer that over to a full positive does the heli stay level does it go basically straight up and down like you would expect or does it go off at an angle and then the last maneuver that i do is kind of you know a huge stall turn and gain a bunch of forward speed and then quickly roll over forward elevator and kind of overspeed the head and quickly pop it and you can it's it's similar to a pitch pump but you can see does the heli do a huge wobble does it you know is it loose is it tight and whatnot and from that I've you know when in tuning the V-bar and the Icon um, can kind of get a sense if it's a you know a main gain that we're looking at or if it's just you know if it's literally just a high speed oscillation if we're looking at a peak gain
4: yeah that's about I mean pretty close for, those are the three that for head gain I would say mine are I will do a pirouetting pitch pump um just full-speed mm-hmm. pirouette and kind of do some pitch pumps and watch the disc. It's a little easier for me to see. The, Makes it more clear. Yeah, see the disc as a whole because it kind of turns it into a flat plate across the top, and you can see it wobble. Uh, so I'll check that. And then uh, you can even just sit there in a hover and give a quick elevator jab forward and backward and watch how the heli stops. That's a key right Does there. it When you jab it forward, yeah. does it go, whoa, whoa, whoa? At the end, whoa, 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 at the end, because if it does that in a hover, I mean, right there, it's never going to tick-tock right, period, end of story. And if I get the— But what gain do you relate that to? Well, again, that is one of those where I have to get the main—it's it, a collective yeah. of everything. If I get it to where it's nice and flat in the pitch pump, and I'm, you know— uh, like you were saying, doing something high speed fast. I'm not getting any weird shakes in a hover. It's not pitching up or down in fast forward flight. And that's the final symptom. Then I go after a D gain yep. um, on the head. But the, I, I start with the basic gains for there for the head first. That's always where I start first, right there. Yep. Very yep. Very simple, basic. And then I do fine tune them with how it will feel in a TikTok. But for the most part, it's pitch pumps, um, pitch pumps, elevator jabs, and then fine tune them with a TikTok. So until you've done those and got all the negative tendencies out of those, you just don't have a you don't have a prayer. Yep. Can I send you my heli?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: Well, no, those you got to do those don't, first. But a, it, of, it, don't solo, get Dan.
3: discouraged. It's it. The nice thing is, is that most people don't progress at a rate faster than they can learn how to tune a heli. Yep. There are some freaks That's out true. there. You know who you are. But more often than not, your tuning skill will will follow follow along with your flying. You know skill. why?
4: Because it because has to. There's a,
3: yeah, because there's a lot of stuff out there that if all you're doing is sport-type flight where you're flying circuits and maybe doing a flip or a loop here or there, there's not really much other than main gains that you got to mess with, guys. Yep. As much as you may want to go in and play with advanced settings, it's really not necessary. But when you start getting into more advanced maneuvers where you're pushing the not just the heli mechanics – but the capability of the fly barless system, you'll start to find wow, what was a really good tune for me six months ago, now the heli feels like crap. And I'm struggling to get it to do what I want it to do and what I think it should be capable of doing because your tuning's just not there anymore. So you will learn out of necessity how to tune what what i think we're trying to do here in this discussion is to give people a little bit more of a of a background so mm-hmm. that as they grow in flying and necessarily need to learn how to tune better they have a better understanding of how the thing works and yeah. where to go because when you're when you're tuning
2: if you have an expectation of what that gain is going to do and you know that you're looking for a specific characteristic, that can help you tune quite a bit because you'll pick up on very subtle flight characteristic changes that you may not have noticed before if you weren't
4: aware of what that gain is going to do when you change it. righty then. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the downfall, and this is, man, I have experimented with this a lot in this last year. Same given head speed. Same given disc size, the heavier the model gets, the narrower you put yourself in a band of where it will fly. It will fly well. So every time you increase weight with the same disc and the same head speed, it gets tougher and tougher and tougher to tune. And and I, yep. I, you know, when we got on this whole Maxwell, Nick Maxwell kick of everything was flying at 1950, right? No matter what, everything I got was at 1950. I struggled there for a while. I mean, because yeah. I was like, damn, I thought I could tune, but I can't seem to get some of these tendencies out, like, no matter what. But that's kind of when I went back and started looking at the weights on my models and the disc size and that sort of a thing and went, oh, okay, I want everything, all of my seven hundreds, to fly at nineteen fifty, but that just might not be the case. Like the the E seven hundred, because it's so light, I can tune it at seventeen fifty and hammer on it, and it doesn't. Yeah, bobble. you can't. It, yeah, the it, it's a it's a
3: bigger picture with more variables than that. You can't make it that simple.
4: Yeah, but that is kind and, of the and, rule of thumb. the The lighter the model, the easier it it will tune in the wider range yeah. of values that won't give a negative symptom.
2: Yeah, that's why we've always said nitros. They just do they just it's cuz they're they do. <laughs> no, they do they're, because they're, they're so easy
4: to tune cuz they're so light.
2: Yep. They just lock right in. Huge, very forgiving on the game. So you're telling me well, I need
3: bigger
0: I, blades for my rush then?
3: Uh well, hold on. I that I want to before we go there, I want to <laughs> go back to what Nick said because Nick confidently said that he'd rather go towards higher disc loading. I think that's what you said, because that makes it tune easier. Lower disc loading. Lower. Okay. Well, what I'm going to say either way is there is a sweet spot. If your disc loading's too high or too low, then you will have a challenge tuning.
4: Yeah. It's pretty tough to get it too low nowadays, though,
2: truthfully. Yeah, most of the power systems and motors we're putting in these
4: helis. Way enough to get you... Get it above that lower threshold. Yeah, I think so anyway. Dan, what I would personally do is I would I would try it um, with what you got. The easiest thing would be you're flying it at what? Uh, 1950? 1950. At what pitch? Uh, 11. At 11? Mm-hmm. Try 2050 at 10 and a half. That's what I would try. So we, you know, we want to you want to try and decrease your total collective pitch because a it's going to be spinning faster, um, unless you're okay with it having. Unless more, you're rock star. Unless you're yeah. Unless you're okay <laughs> with having it more pop. But the the higher head speed will inherently make it more stable, and you might. I mean, literally, you might immediately see some of those tendencies go away. I mean, I've had guys that I've talked with. That you know, uh, I fly mine at twenty one fifty, and I'm going, oh Jesus, uh, okay. Uh, and then they're saying, well, yeah, but I tried that nineteen fifty, and it flew horrible. Uh, yeah, because you're tuning the range, your tuning range narrows. The lower you go down in head speed, too. So higher head speed makes it a lot easier to tune. So it might just be that the rush just really doesn't with the weight. That you have because you're it's running... It's a heavy helicopter. Yeah, because it is a heavy it's helicopter. heavy to begin with. You're running a like a 160 and the 4530 motor on there, which is inherently heavier. Um, I would default to 710s on that heli or 715, 716, something like that. And then I would not be afraid of running a slightly higher head speed, slightly lower pitch uh, than you... Or I'd just stretch it to a 750.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah no i'm a serious yeah yeah um but that huh. that's what i that's the direction that I would go because i've been there, dan, and i have struggled and i i knew what I was trying to do and i i could do all of those maneuvers and i still struggled i mean I really wanted to get that the d f c down lower in head speed than what i was, and i just couldn't do it and still hammer on it it just couldn't i couldn't make it light enough you know what i mean now fly it on 710 if i would have flown it on 710s uh i probably could have gone down another 50 rpm and got it to tune the way that i wanted but
0: i have some 710s well yeah give
4: they're them the a shot shitty, they're
0: the shitty old mavericks though
4: and nah, i wouldn't tune with those Are <laughs> yeah. <They're> they like, <laughs> All the original right, don't ones. give them a shot yeah i wouldn't tune <laughs> I with can, those. consider
3: going <laughs> 750 dan my experience thus far uh, with the larger Goblin running anywhere from 750s up to 813s is that it's, it has a far less sensitive response to tuning. As the disc gets larger, yeah, but and I still as think the heli gets
4: larger. He could still and it's go a, up. It's a
3: stability thing.
4: He could still go up in head speed. Just to try it. I mean, that's going to be your.
3: Oh no, no, no! I yeah. agree.
4: I think it's a worthwhile check. Well, that's something I can saying. try
0: tomorrow morning. I mean, I mean, I can. Yeah, I can just exactly.
4: Try that. Yeah, that's just yeah. a percentage. And then tune your just put it at twenty fifty. Try that. Put it at twenty fifty. Obviously, pay attention to your timer. You know, if you need to reduce your your timer accordingly, try it just yeah. at the beginning. But put it at 20.50 and then adjust your pitch to get it back to that same feel that you had before as far as overall power and overall pull. And then kind of mess with the tuning from there. And you might go, whoa, wow, okay, this is really easy. And then slowly work it back down. Just keep, you know, slowly working it back down. Tune a little bit. Oh, okay, well, I went down another, you know, 40 RPM this time. And now I see a little bit here. Try and tune it out. And if you can't get it tuned out then you kind of know that's you're we're playing that 1950 range is is kind of playing right on that edge for a heavy helicopter yep
0: that's true because i fly my nitro at 1950
4: and you it, it probably doesn't do any of that yeah it's, and it's funny because even like
2: i i fly my 7hv at nineteen like 75 or 1980 And just that 30 RPM can make a world of difference. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, it's a, once you, let's say you increase it to 2050, just gradually go back down. Because even 20 or 30 RPM can make quite
4: a difference. Yep. So don't, uh, I bet you that's what you're running into. Been there, man. I'll tell you what, tomorrow I'm going to play with that. Okay. And I will come
0: back next week and I'll give you a report. Sounds good. And I'll tell you what I gathered from that cause I have a All feeling right. this is going to be um <laughs> this is going to be my my this season probably one of my biggest projects is to really thoroughly understand that shit because it'll be
4: the next nice. two seasons. Oh my god, two seasons. Well, no it's, because it takes here's a while. the bad part. You got this. <laughs> if it, if you were to not get any better, it, it would be this season. But I mean every season that we get better We fly harder, and now all of a sudden a little bobble comes up, and it's like, oh, my God, really? I mean, this thing flew perfect, and now why wouldn't I do this? And you got to rethink it. And you have to get get that much better at tuning, and that's why they kind of go hand in hand. The better you fly, the better you get at tuning. Or you just say, I suck at tuning, and just crank the head speed up and fly it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I mean... It, it's Don't true, though. If you,
2: or, or you just like flying at high head speeds because it's fun. Yeah, Come on. that's true. That's true. It's entertaining. Oh, stop, it's loud. Jesse. yeah PC <laughs> answer.
4: <laughs>
2: you know, I still have my Idle up two. Come on, I have 1970 for Idle up one, but I still got an Idle up two. It's fun.
0: <laughs> All right. So this is a... This is a big topic, obviously, guys, and um, those of you who know how to do that tuning well know that already, and those of us who are just kind of stepping into it are feeling a bit overwhelmed, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) But the good news is, when it comes right down to it, uh, at the the basic settings, the default stock 700 settings on the icon, it flies good. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's fun to fly. Yep. I just uh I I I just want to get that those little weird tendencies that I'm noticing. <laughs> I wanna get those out of the mix. Yep. So we'll have to work on that. We'll see how it goes over, over the next uh, month. I mean that, that I mean it might a month from now I might just say screw it guys, I'm going to twenty four hundred and just calling it good.
4: There you go. <laughs> Hammer down. <laughs>
2: there we go. Three-minute three no flights. Minute, three minute flights. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome! <laughs> That's what just, you got a nitro for. I'll just stick with yep. the nitro.
0: <laughs> Sell the electrics. Well, this was a this was a good topic. I I was really looking forward to this. I would like to say that I have a much thorough, deeper understanding of it. But I think all it really, truly has done is opened up opened up the floodgates of of yeah. uh, wanting to know more.
4: So yeah. the more I know. There, what, how's that saying go? God, I am the worst at sayings. She "I just don't know." I you brought it up. The less I know. That is right. The more, oh the, Lord.
0: <laughs> the more I know, the more confused I am.
1: Yeah.
4: The more sayings <laughs> I try to say, the more I sound like yeah. an idiot.
0: <laughs> they carry most of your favorite major brand names. Rotary Wing RC batteries blades chargers electronics flybarless controllers complete helicopter kits parts and tools coming soon contronic esc's rotary wing rc great customer service and if they don't have it give them a call check back often as their website is constantly being updated rotary wing rc keeping you airborne look them up today at www.rotarywingrc.com
4: let not have fun
3: flies. Let's. Oh, I can't wait. Let's. When is it? Uh, Jesse, quiz, go. End of June. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: June 26th to one.
2: That's the safe one. 26th, 27th, 28th. You can show up on Thursday evening. We'll be there. We'll be hanging
1: out.
0: I am thoroughly excited. We've got, um, we've got some people coming from a long ways away. Pretty excited about that. Been getting a few emails. Uh, I'm not ignoring you guys, and I have been sending a few back. What I'm going to do probably in two weeks, I'm going to get in touch with Dieter. We're going to kind of finalize the where do we ship our helis to question because I've been getting a few of those. Mm -hmm. I've actually Mm -hmm. been storing them away in a folder, and what I'm going to do is do a CC to everybody with one letter that's got the same information. And uh, I'm going to come up, you know, I'm going to talk to Dieter, make sure, I'm sure he's okay with it, but of course, I don't want to assume that. Get his information and uh, proceed to disseminate that amongst those of you who are curious onto where you send your stuff. And of course, we will help you get it sent off. Might be a few extra flights on it.
4: It's hard to say. Ha ha. Depends on what it
0: is. If you have really good equipment, <laughs> you might notice that, that your MKS servos would have been swapped out with some Align servos that have been used Please for a send of years. the
2: transmitter. <laughs>
0: yeah. If you happen to fly Futaba, you might notice that your S-Bus 2 receivers have been swapped out for some older s <laughs> 1s, stuff like that. <laughs> Kidding, of course. We won't do any of that, but we will help you uh, get that stuff sent back. It's real easy to do these days with prepaid packing labels. We can just get it, seal up the boxes, throw the stickers on, drop them off at the post office yep. or UPS, however, however you guys want to do that. Easy. So, but before that fun fly, I mean, we've got Othello coming up.
1: Very, oh, it's right four around the weeks, corner,
3: dude.
0: Guess what? Guess what happens at Othello?
2: What? Someone wins some blades. I
0: get a new set of compass blades.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to relate an email I got, it's kind of funny. Get an email from a listener it says, Hey, I heard you and Justin kind of ribbing each other about putting some uh custom paint or decals on, on the blades. I think that's a great idea, and then he proceeds to say, "So what I'm thinking is, um, if you wanted, if you wanted to get some like like jackhammer put on the blades, I'll go ahead and pay for those vinyls." I mean, he was he spelled it all out. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, are you telling me that you're pretty sure Justin's gonna win? <laughs> is that what
3: you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jackhammer, anonymous listener. Yeah, I'll take it
0: okay well we'll see about that I will see I sense there's still
3: four weeks Dan
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say 25 flights tomorrow all right and at least 20 on Sunday
3: see at the end of the day whether I win or not I know that I will have put up a good fight indeed and that's more important wow. to me that's that what sounds all like the defeat. losers
2: say <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> what a statement oh dude i'm not i'm not giving in yet <laughs> are you sure did you
3: just hear what you said <laughs> that's what all second place people dude, say dude i'm right behind nick and you i know but i, the, I, I didn't, didn't just like say that 13 flights of you Jesse. where are you at justin again remind me like one 172 yeah hey, dude you're 173 sorry you've got
0: that's that's going to be it's going to be a close one but keep in mind we have till noon of the saturday oh indeed so what i plan on doing is if it's close i'm going to sabotage <laughs>
1: i'm
3: going
0: to i don't know man i'm going to i'm going to like stress some of your links i don't know so like pop Oh, dude,
3: that's not cool.
0: Well, who said anything about being cool, man? Yeah, it's all who about cares the who's cool? It's all about the W. That's not. That's not safe. Well, you're a pro. You'll figure. It. You'll. You'll be. You'll be.
3: You'll work through. He won't. He'll. He'll man. make it so you can't even take the heli off. There you go. Don't worry. It won't even leave the ground. <laughs> See, I'm thinking of getting there a day early so I can just camp out at the field and fly. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that would be fun. Maybe I'll show up a day early too.
3: This next day though, Dan is my is my Friday off, dude. Watch out. Jesse, you didn't listen to last week's show? When I put up forty plus flights in one six day period. I, I heard about it. Yeah. The, that that kinda that actually makes me that. nervous a little bit.
0: That's a lot of flights for you. For anybody. But especially well, especially
3: for Justin. Yeah. Especially, you couldn't have just left it at that's a lot of flights. You got to, you know, you got to add salt to the wound I here. Got to do something. It, I got to get in a, your head okay. somehow, right? It's okay. But are those are just those are just speed flights, right? No, they're not. Oh, okay. No, that's cuz I've only got 3 packs that are speed packs and mm-hmm. then I've got 3 packs that I share between the 770 and the T Rex. Uh ah. So in order to get as many flights as possible, at least during the week, I've got to fly all the helis. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we went off on a bit of packs. a tangent there. But let's get back to Othello. That's May 16th. you guys know off the top of your head?
3: Yeah, May 16th, yep. 17th, and 18th.
0: So definitely, if you happen to be in the region or in the area, uh, stop in. It's always a great great event. Can, of course, uh, we're going to be doing a live show there, there as well. We're going to get Nick to partake of some... Hot apple pie. <laughs> if we have to tie him down and force it down his throat, Jesse, yeah. you're bringing your brother, right? Because we're going to need a big bastard to help with
4: that. Yeah, my brother will probably be there. So, <laughs> fear not. I have no problem. Oh Nick, apologizing ahead of time for making him cry. <laughs> I'm dude, good. Good luck, dude. Good luck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you better. You'll
4: get.
2: You will get one, and I literally mean one. <laughs> Blind attack, and if that does not land, you are done.
3: <laughs> if that doesn't bring him down. Not only yeah. if it if, doesn't land, if it doesn't land and and is and not completely disable him permanently. You are done. permanently, permanently, yeah, permanently. For like, because the weekend. remember, Jesse, he will wake up. <laughs> yeah, it may take a couple of hours, but he will wake up. Yep.
0: <laughs> anyway, it's going to be good. It's going to be good fun. Can't wait to to hang out with all of our helly friends from the northwest. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you, I think I've only got two shirts left, maybe three. Um, In fact, I just had an order the other day. Going to have to do a little bit of a refund. Don't have any more XLs left. Basically, I've got, I think I've got three 2XLs and one 3XL left. So if you happen to fit that size, let me know, and we'll get one sent out to you. Hats, of course, always weekly go out. I think a big order just went out yesterday.
4: Yep. And uh, Oh, yeah. Of yep, course,
0: yep. Uh, get your citizen number put on there. Got those fancy white hats. Yeah, yeah white yeah. Right and next black. Next
4: to me. Did we get our hat off to uh, our game show? Yes, we did. from last week. <laughs> As of yesterday, when they all went out, we are 100% caught up.
3: Awesome. So nice. if you do
4: not get your hat... By, well, let's see. This comes out on Monday. By Friday, let me know. Because every, every and all of them should be all caught up.
0: Who, do you guys all have cool. the white one? I know Nick's got one. Yes.
4: Huh? yes I, I, I have
0: one. Are you guys going to actually wear that?
2: Yes. So <laughs> yes. yes. no, you can't wear it, remember? Because it's white. Because it's that. dirty.
0: It's going to get dirty. But you know what? I think I'm going to sacrifice this first one and just let it get all nasty and nappy.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, I think I'm going to get wash one too it, though. It's not going to be the same though. It's never the same after it's washing. It's never the same once you get that grease, that you know, like grease stain mm-hmm. on it or grass stain from the field.
0: That's all right though. That's what happens.
4: Well, are but for. that adds character, right. yeah. They make new that adds ones every character. day. Exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. Oops, I dirtied my old one. Nick.
0: <laughs> so I think I'm going to go ahead and uh start wearing my white one. I think
3: I'm going to wear it tomorrow.
0: Yeah. What the hell, right? There you go. Uh, let's see, that's, uh, that's uh, about it, guys. Of uh, you know what?
3: I heard I heard something. You know what I heard, Dan? What'd you hear? I heard that there were a lot of listeners that wanted us to give some love to the small heli community, right? Yeah. You know, talking about 450s and 500s and stuff like that. <laughs> I also heard... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, get amen. a couple more out. <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. Okay. Jesse, do you want to throw one in? No, I I need like an anti fart noise. I'm not even sure what that is. <laughs>
0: okay, here's the anti fart. I think you, you got
3: you got to suck in. It's like No, no, it's it's no. It's, it's, it's
1: <laughs>
3: What was that? No, it's that's just
2: loose. That's just a loose fart.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, exactly, dude. Damn, That's nothing. Dan, that's that's nothing. like oh. I thought
0: that was the anti-fart. No, that's minutes away from a
2: trip to the hospital. I'm sorry if that's what it sounds like now, Dan, but that's that's not how it's, it's
0: not how it used
1: to be, man. Jesse, you're supposed to be the
0: moral
3: compass here. <laughs> this is medically, Jesse. Related. I applaud you for going there. Yeah, but here's the deal. What I also heard, Dan, was that we have a load of citizens that have been waiting for another giveaway.
0: Oh, that's right. Oh, and do you know
3: how those two things tie together? Small helis and a load of citizens waiting for a giveaway? Oh. I, I don't know. I like maybe you, you could tell me here. next week. I think it means we are ready to give away another helicopter kit. I uh, do. Oh, right now? Like right
0: right now?
4: Right now. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh. Yeah. Why? Like it. Because we can. We can. How are we going to
0: do it? Because we
1: can. What's the, yeah.
0: what's the. Is it random? We're just going to do a random?
2: No. I think it's
1: a I oh, think random, it's a random isn't it? Is it a random? Yeah, this random. Because the last time winner, it was winner
0: a. Winner, winner, chicken um, dinner. It was
4: a.
2: Last uh, time it was a Facebook, the number, posting the citizen number. All
4: oh, right. that's right. We did the hat on Facebook. That was the hat, right? So yep. wait a minute. Yep. Wait a
0: minute. What What are you thinking? I mean, do you have something in mind? We have something. Uh, what specifically are you talking about here? What the.
3: I was kind of thinking we were going to do some Gowie X3 love. ho. ho. Oh. Damn it! You Anyone feeling generous? Anyone interested in a Gawi X3? Hey, I'm game. If you, if you, are you, I'm game. Yeah. Hold on. Before in, we do right? this, what is Nick's mom's name again? Because <laughs> uh, I, I got Kayla down. I know. I, I whoa, know what whoa, to watch Kayla for. Can with Kayla, come on, Steve. <laughs> Nick's Steve. mom's name is Steve. Okay. <laughs> Anyone by the name of Steve, you're suspect for being Nick's mom. Under review.
0: Okay. So who gets the? Who gets the? So I'm thinking.
3: Of,
4: uh, yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking I'm actually holding in my hands an X-3 fly-barless airframe kit right here. This is Are how, you prepared this is how to part it. with it? No. No. <laughs> no. Oh. No. Okay. How about cool. I will build it and fly it, and then we can just keep in contact. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you some cool pictures I'll send and you updates some cool pictures. how your heli's yeah. doing.
3: All right, let's do Nick's it. Nick's going to give you a personalized review of your <laughs> yeah. helicopter that you will never get to fly.
0: <laughs> I like this.
3: Jesse, you want to do the honors, man? Oh man, I would love to give away
2: another. I mean, this is great. Giving who gets to give away two helis in like two months? Yeah, in like two and two awesome helis at that. These guys.
0: <laughs> All right,
2: I'm ready. All man. right, guys. Yeah, are, are you sure? Are Dan? Are you sitting?
0: I'm. I am sitting.
2: Alright, I know sometimes you can stand while we're recording, so I just wanted to make sure you're sitting down <laughs> at this at this exact point in time. Let's do it. I see this winner winner chicken dinner right here. The button at the bottom of the citizen list. Let's go ahead and throw everyone in the mix here. And alright, guys. Are we ready? Are ready. are we ready
4: to give away another Heli? Do, right do you here? have a winner? For God's sakes. Yeah,
2: I have a winner. <laughs> yeah, right don't here. pull the
3: same crap that Dan did. On <laughs> wait, wait, Jesse, what, what about? Uh, uh.
2: All right, all go right. for it. All right, the the winner of the second, and you know, second of many. Let's note, Heli giveaways that RC Heli Nation is going to be doing to the citizens of the nation is lucky number. Wait, wait, wait. S- oh. Dan, I'm not letting you do it this time. <laughs> Just sit down. Right. This is all this right, is happening. All right. Lucky number citizen ninety-five. Ninety-five Rob Who is that? Bingham. Are you kidding me, Rob? Rob. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no way.
0: Oh, you lucky bastard.
2: Yep. <laughs> Damn. Citizen Rob. 95. I can't I cannot argue with the winner winner chicken dinner button, guys. This cannot no, be tampered with. It this is what happens. This is <laughs> no. That's
3: it. It's how it is. Oh, jeez. Oh, he's wow. gonna be tickled! Congrats,
4: congrats, dude! Congrats, Rob!
0: It's gonna be tough to not say anything to him because I'm sure I'll talk to him before. Yeah, he's okay. a very
4: active. He's a very active Facebook listener.
2: Yeah, but is 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 that not the point, guys?
0: I know right? it is. Oh this, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Word, uh, and the, that, the citizens. Yeah, that's what's awesome about it. I mean, God, it doesn't. Got...
0: And that's that's two overseas helis, man. What?
4: Yeah, can we you guys to- start winning local, please? Oh, yeah.
0: dude,
3: that's true, dude. We got to talk. Peter to Larry. won Goblin five seventy, and he was from I want to say it was the Netherlands, right?
4: I can't even pronounce where uh, Rob is from. Glue Gloucestershire, Glue- Worcestershire, Worcestershire. I think sauce. I put some of that on stage the other day.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, Rob. <laughs> congratulations, man. Uh, you know, and guys. Like we said before, that's that's not it. There's more stuff.
4: Oh, yes. Ooh.
0: We got more yeah, stuff.
3: Yeah, not just big stuff like this. Again, you never know when we're going to just do a random hat or gift certificate or something like that just based on someone that we see on Facebook or, you know, on the Internet somewhere. So hang in there.
0: And, again, we would like to say thank you to Rotary R.C. for assisting us. In the the acquisition of this particular prize, yes, big help.
4: Yeah,
2: awesome support.
0: Thank you so much, Kyle and Joe. We really appreciate it. Wow, that's that's a great way to end a show.
2: Yeah, that just that just feels good. Let's do that every week. Okay, <laughs> I'm game.
0: We could start. uh <laughs> <laughs> justin's as, like oh, as wait a the, minute guys uh,
3: finance manager's the, like Ugh. as the financial director <laughs> i don't see that happening i dude. hope i have a say in that <laughs>
2: <laughs> justin if you don't like it you can start giving away your stuff dude
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay that's fine with me man
0: all righty guys well uh, I would encourage you guys to, uh, you know, check out our Facebook page, our web page as well. We got the forum going on. We got the chat box going on. Many different ways to interact with other listeners of the nation and, of course, us as well. But if you wanted to send each one of us an email, we'll start with Nick. Nick, how, do, how would I do
4: that? Uh, you would send me an email at nick at RCHellynation.com. Justin, how would I send you an email? You could send me an email at justin at
3: com. Jesse? You could send me an email at jesse
2: at com.
0: And I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at com. Dan K. Reid on the forums. And um, Rob, I'm sure Rob will go ahead and agree to this. Um, just send that X3 to me. I'll build <laughs> yeah. it for him. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I'm sure you <laughs> You've have my address Established somewhere. Nick is going to be uh, yeah. You don't you don't Rob's
0: like small helis, dance. So. I don't. But if if one just happens to show up on my doorstep, I'm not going to throw it in the garbage.
4: Well, one just happens say. to be sitting in front of me. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this has been episode 133. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Congratulations, Rob, and we will see you guys next Monday.
2: See you later. Have a good week, guys. Get some flights in. Take it easy, guys.
0: This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you by KDE Direct, Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Gen Z's Batteries, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.